on episode 65 of Pixel Gaiden. Cody enjoys a Macintosh dungeon crawler. Tim sends up a game show. Eric opens a box. We talk about the Pymega. Cody waggles a joystick. Eric talks Tandy. And Tim bathes in spectrums. We have a 32-bit rally car battle. And Tim shows off his pickup. We are off and away, episode 65. I had a brilliant August, I believe. Yeah, August is uh, over in a day, right? This is the last, <laughs> this is the, we're in the winter of August. That's a thing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying your September now. Yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this. Um, on this episode of Pixel Guide N, Eric, Tim will join us. We will have a game show. We will talk uh, battle the systems between a couple of sweet rally games on some classic 32-bit systems. Yeah. I and, enjoy um, these games very much. And your, your typical fun and, and banter. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about Tim's game show. Is he going to be mean to us? He always just slaps us. Sla- <laughs> slaps us with the difficulty of his uh, game shows. They're always uh, very tricky. He's going to be mean to us. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check out the other shows on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network, such as ARG Presents, Sprite Castle, Amigos Everything Amiga, The Coco Show, 1200XL, and others, because they're always coming out with more shows. I think Arson Claire is in there. Um, they're probably going to be doing one on the Mattel Aquarius soon. I don't know. <laughs> we'll um, see. All good shows. All great shows. Yeah. Um, but until, uh, until we get to that point, I think we should go ahead and just uh, answer a few... Quick questions? Quick questions! So my first quick question to you, Eric. Yeah. Ooh. Have you ever bought a game that you have not... <clears throat> excuse me. Have you ever bought a game that you have already completed? Bought a game that I have already completed. That's kind of a weird... Um, yeah, I don't know, even know how inception to Inception kind of a thing there. Ever bought a game that you have already completed? So... Here's my yes. take. Yeah. I bought uh, Valkyria... Not, is it, yeah, Chronicles? Valkyria Chronicles? Yeah. That's it, right? The I love one, those games, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I played the first one on the PlayStation 3. Okay. And I, I couldn't get enough. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Played it. Loved the game so much. It sat on my shelf, and I just liked it being on my shelf. Yes. Um, then at that point, I decided... I should sell it because there's no. I'm never going to play it again. It's just right. sitting there. It's doing nothing for me. And I sold a lot of the games I had already completed on the PlayStation Three. Yeah. At that point, they were still worth a few bucks. Um, and like two years later, I saw it at the store at a great price, and I'm like, I've already beat that game. I'm not going to play it, but I missed just seeing it on my shelf. Yeah. Because I beat it, and it was like a little trophy. It's like I every time I looked at it, I'm like, that was a good game, and I beat that game. Yeah. 
So that's mine. That's yours. Yeah, and I have a good one. Now, I didn't see this in the notes, so this is the first time I've seen the question. Yeah, so yeah. I'm unprepared, but I have the perfect one. And this is the perfect one we've talked about a few times on the show. All right. I beat <clears throat> Ultima 4 on the Commodore 64 back in the day. Yes. And I loved the game, and I loved the the feelies that it came with. It came with a cloth map. I remember you show, bringing that here and showing them. Yeah, yeah it, it came was... with the onk that you wear around your the neck. The onk, yeah. And uh, the manual, both manuals. There's like a, a a game manual, and then like a like a a manual that talked about the world, like okay. all the mythos of the world. And I beat that back in the day, and I bought it back in the day, but I, I it got lost in time you know time was cruel to it yeah uh so i went and luckily i did it early on and i think i got <laughs> it for like maybe 30 bucks or 40 bucks complete like everything's yeah. in it i mean the box is in okay shape it's a little worn but i mean it had everything which is rare nowadays you go looking for that thing and it's way crazy bucks if you can find one that's complete really I got in just the right time, bought it and i that i do the same thing i i wanted to see the feelies again i wanted to see the you know the the one of the thing the coolest things about it is the keyboard overlay. Yeah, those the yeah. sixty four. Um, you don't see those anymore. No, too many different styles of keyboards. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's my my choice. Nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of old keyboards, yeah, Eric, what if I ever wanted to enjoy my classic Amiga, but I wanted something a little new and unique? You know. A few upgrades. What what would I? What could I do? If you wanted like some fancy upgrades, so you could load things quicker or test that them out. That's or kind of what I'm thinking. Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you what you would do. So no, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, catchphrase. So 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 you're gonna head on over to retrorewind.ca. Retrorewind.ca. You say? Yep. Retrorewind is the company. They are in Canada. Our friends to the north. Yes. And uh, they stock all sorts of Commodore stuff for just about every Commodore you can think of. 64, 128, plus 4. I'm sure I'm leaving one off. Um, Amiga, of course. The 16. Oh, Amiga makes it possible. Amiga does make it possible. Yeah. And um, Retro Rewind makes it possible to keep that Amiga running. That is correct. And when you go to RetroRewind.ca, you're going to want to put a slash pixel guide on the end of that. RetroRewind.ca forward slash pixel guide in. Correct. And when you go there, you if you put in the discount code PG10, you're going to get 10% off an item. Is it your whole order or the item? I think it's the whole order, Eric. I, I think it is, too. I dare you guys to try and find out. <laughs> try it out. Find it out. But specifically, mm-hmm. what item would I want to buy if I'm trying to soup up that Amiga, Eric? Well, let me tell you what I bought. Okay. And this was before they were a sponsor of ours. Well, you we love them that. as a sponsor. Cool. But no, I, I want to say it because <laughs> I, I was using this as as a as a platform before they came to us. So I wanted to say I enjoy. You weren't just a figurehead. You're also a member. Exactly. Exactly. The hair club for men. Yes. Remember those commercials? <laughs> That's where I was going with that. Um, I bought Amiga OS 3.2 when it first came out. So Amiga OS 3.2 is the latest, greatest operating system for classic Amigas. Um, I bought it plus I bought because you have to have ROMs that go in there that the actual support. kickstart ROM to support Correct. that yeah. and I bought the ones for my Amiga 1200 and I thought I'd leave my 600 classic and just do my Amiga 1200 and I haven't done it yet just because of lack of time but I bought them from Retro Rewind and they came very quickly I had them within a few days here in US from Canada so it's very fast shipping um, 
and it was a very nice setup, very nice case and disc. The ROMs came that was very well packed. I mean, I like I don't have anything better to say. I mean, it was a perfect transaction. There's only one way it could be more perfect, Eric. What is that? If you had gone to RetroRewind.ca forward slash PixelGuiden and used promo code PG10 Correct. to save 10% off your order. We want to thank Retro Rewind for sponsoring Pixel Guiden. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. So. <laughs> so. Let's talk about Tim's quick question. Oh, Tim does have a quick question. And this is via Aaron from Amigos. I oh. think we stole this out of the Discord. So Tim has a question from Aaron for yeah. our... Okay, We gotcha. get sued for this. But anyway, <laughs> all right, Tim. One of these has to go. Classic computers or beer? I don't like this question. I don't like this computer, e- this computer either. <laughs> hey, Freudian slip. Yeah. Uh, this question either, but I, I do have a definite answer. I think I do, too. I think I do too. I'm very curious. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I almost feel like it's a quiz. We have to write it down to make sure we don't cheat. You want to do that? No. No, okay. I'll trust you. Let's say it at the same time. All right. One of these has to go. You're either going to say the word computers or beer. Computers or beer. You ready? But but it's classic computers, but yes. Ready? Well, I'm going to say one, two, three, and then we're both going to say it. All right, let's do this. One, two, three. Three computers. Beer. Oh, well, you don't we, we do we split on that one? See, I think I could I could learn to love a different drink, but classic computers. That's what I grew up with. We'd be over here sampling different types of white Russians. Exactly. We get into <laughs> cocktails and really destroy our livers. Um, or we could go to wine. We could be snobby. Dudes. I've been really big on whiskey sours lately. There I'm not go. gonna lie. I, I I was I had a whiskey sour. Here's case. my thing. Yeah, I do love beer. Yeah, and I love classic retro video games yeah most of those are also on consoles that's true the computer experience is unique and it's its own thing and i love it and i have many of them but if it really comes down to it i use them to play games yeah and there's a lot of classic consoles that i would not have to get rid of in this scenario in this scenario and most of those games are also on those classic consoles yeah so i wouldn't be missing out on much with beer i'd be missing out on beer yeah i would miss it don't get me wrong that's why I don't like this question. <laughs> um, but I think I could find alternatives to beer if I had to. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, classic computers, you can't really find alternatives to that. I mean, you could do consoles, but that's not a classic computer. Speaking of beer, Eric. Yeah. Let's go ahead and crack a new one open. Let's while, do it. Uh, while we hear uh, Eric from the past tell us a little bit about how our listeners can get a hold of us. So, if you want to find show information, you're going to go to pixelguiden.com. If you want to reach us on Twitter, you can reach me, Eric Nelson, at Dell Project, D-U-H Project. You can reach the show at at pixel underscore Gaiden. You can reach Cody at at oddball, which is O-D-D-B-A-1149. You can reach Tim at sanction, at S-A-N-X-I-O-N. Please review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast catcher that you use. That would be really helpful for us. And if you want to email us, you can email at podcast at pixelguiden.com and we do encourage feedback we also have a patreon account set up so if you wish to support the show financially you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden you can support us with as little as a dollar all the way up to infinite dollars if you do so you'll get access to the amigos retro network discord server where all kinds of cool chat is happening about not only our show but the other shows such as bright castle and of course the amigos um, amongst other shows and there's various other topics in there um, everything from for sale to music to uh, 
high score contests, things like that. If you support us at the $3 or more tier, we like to announce every supporter at that level here on the show in a way that we can only do here on Pixel Guide and using our random adjective generator. So now let's head on down to the old racetrack. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pixel Guide N 400. And now, in reverse order from qualifying, let me introduce to you the drivers. Qualifying number 20th, the alternative Henrik Lofel. In position 19, the magnificent Dustin Newell. In 18th, the incendiary Matthew Ackerman. Coming in at number 17, the perturbed Daniel James. And in the 16th position, the viscous Josh Malone. Coming in at the 15th position is the lucrative Eric Sandgren. Ranking number 14th, the impregnable David Vincent. Starting 13th in line, the torrid 10-minute Mega Retrocast. Coming in at number 12, the hysterical Roy Fielding. And finishing out the bottom 10, the flummoxed Mr. Toast. Our top 10 today is brought to you by Doritos. And as always, we'd like to say thank you to our sponsors. Coming in at number 10, the vapid Maciej Sosnowski. Number 9, the engaging Paradroid. Locking in that 8th spot is the delectable Ramoke Ramoke. Stealing number 7, the curmudgeonly Ant Stiller. And finally, number 6, the loose Mitsuyama. Today's top 5 is brought to you by Cracker Barrel. Starting with the hazardly Hermskin 5th, in 4th, the Cherry Citizen. Coming in at 3rd, the undulating Gary Heather. Just missing pole in the 2nd spot is the sweltering Brian Ostronault. And our pole position winner, the patriarchal Paul Jacobson. Hey guys, Cody here, and I have a short one today. I was thinking of a game in particular that I wanted to talk about, because I've been wanting to play it again for a long time, and I never had an excuse to talk about it on the show. Uh, You know, I've never played a whole lot of Dungeon Crawlers, and I honestly don't think I ever really had played one until I remembered this particular game on my old Macintosh Plus. Uh, The good old black and white uh, nine-inch screen, or whatever it is, that tiny little screen. Um, I do remember playing this game back in the day, and looking back on it, it just dawned on me now that it is actually a dungeon crawler. And this game is called Scarab of Raw. Now, when I pulled this game up, um, I have to admit, although I've talked about recently how I really don't get hit with nostalgia anymore, this did it. Um, You know, I can see I've got on my screen here, of course, as well right now, but those old Mac windows, they really had these, this look to them, these, uh, these lines across the bar with kind of the name of the window up in the top. And this game just screams Macintosh, the way this is set up. Um, so I'm looking at it here. I guess this game was released in 1987. Um, apparently it actually was shareware, which I didn't know. I just assumed my, my mom ripped it off. Um, written by a guy named Rick Holtzgraff. And uh, it was also then again released in 1988 by Semicolon Software. Um, apparently it is an adventure set within an Egyptian pyramid. It's, a, it's exactly what it is. Uh, this game was interesting to me too, though, because on the first level, you would start in a, with a very small map. We'll get to that in just a second. But as you played the game, the levels got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, in my mind, if you were going to go in a pyramid, wouldn't you start at the biggest floor? And then get smaller and smaller and smaller. I guess you climb all the way to the top of the pyramid, which is a small entrance at the very tippy top. And then you work your way back down. I'm not sure how that works. 
Nonetheless, this game, looking at it now, is absolutely a dungeon crawler. Although I do think it's a bit unique. Again, I haven't played a ton of dungeon crawlers, but it is unique in that um, some of the gameplay elements, I think, are a lot different than you know your, your dungeon keeper or um, uh, your Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you know, it's embarrassing. I really don't know that. I know there's a ton out there. I really don't know that many dungeon crawlers because I I don't I haven't really gotten into them. I haven't really been able to play them very much. So this game is you know very black and white. The actual scream just says Scarab of Raw on the window above it. So that window is kind of your game screen. Above that, you've got your movement screen, which includes, you know, your forward, turn left, turn right, uh, turn around, kind of like a U-turn, or go backwards. And then you've got these white arrows, which uh, you can press to look in those directions. And if you let go, you won't actually travel in those directions to keep you from, you know, running into a trap or doing something stupid. You also have a little cl- a little picture of a watch. And if you click that, I believe that was pause, if I remember correctly. Um, there's also a button in the movement square called pickup. So if you're standing right in front of something, you can see it right in front of you. You can pick it up. Simple enough, right? And then they have a window called news where little things, um, sentences, small quips, if you will, about what's happening uh, will pop up there. So when you start the game, it says, Welcome to the Great Pyramid of Ra. And your goal, of course, is to go through this entire pyramid uh, to dispatch of any baddies that might be in there, or avoid them uh, is even better, and uh, find various items that are going to help you along the way, get to the uh, a key in the level, and then use that key to find the exit and leave the level. In which case, you'll go to the next level. Um, there's an inventory screen as well. Um, you're, you always find food in this game, and it is represented in ounces of food. It literally is just written. So it might say, you know, 27 ounces of food, and you have a lantern, and you have a key. Um, you have oil, or you don't have oil for your lantern. Uh, and then the last window is a status box, uh, and it gives you prestige, which if I remember correctly, that's your just your score. Uh, how much gold you have, your health, which is a gray bar that diminishes over time, your speed... Uh, which helps you avoid uh, get away from enemies, and your hunger bar, which is for some reason just a smaller gray bar than the health bar. I think it's just because the word hunger is longer than the word health, so they don't have as much room to put the bar. And then you have um, a button called or a, a bar called weight, which starts out all white, and as you hold more and more things, that fills up, and that's you know that's your how much you can carry. Uh, so this game you're popping through. There's like no sound to speak of aside from these little pops and and uh, door opening noises, um, you know, clicks when you pick things up. It's very minimal, but I don't know what it is about it. I, it has a lot of character and in like an old Mac clip art kind of way. Um, there's also a map that you can pull up, which shows you as a dark circle, and it draws in as you go through the pyramid. Um because this walls are all completely white with lines, the only kind of way they can kind of help you see what you have and haven't, how to identify what walls are which, is sometimes you'll see little runes written on the walls, which really don't mean anything for the most part. They're just kind of there, so you'd be like, oh, that the flamingo is on that wall, so I know where I am now. Um, you'll find random things laying on the ground, like a plank. What would you do with a plank? Well... I'll tell you what you do with a plank. You're going to find um, random pits in the ground that you can't cross over, so you got to put a plank down in front of you to cross over it. You might find a, a pole, just a random pole. What happens if you find a pole? Well, 
you can now use that to, to trip a floor trap, a booby trap. If you run over that booby trap, you're moving too fast, maybe you don't see it, you're going to have a bad time. Um, there's also this kind of fog of war effect, if you will, with these little dots all over. It looks almost like a bunch of gnats, but it's really just kind of dark. Um, I, you know, I don't think I ever realized what that actually did. I just kind of pl- played played the game. So, uh, But what does happen is if your oil runs out in your lamp, uh, you will the screen will go grayish. You'll still see all those same lines and everything, but your screen goes gray, um, and, and, and it makes the game a little bit more, more difficult for you. There's also enemies in the game, and the one that's going to be the most annoying is this monkey. Um, and this monkey likes to beat you up and steal your things. So um, you eventually are able to find various weapons and things like that to, to dispatch of these, but at first you're just running away from these stupid monkeys. Um, and it's funny because as he steals things from you, it'll be like, hey, you just found a monkey who's carrying 12 ounces of food. And then all of a sudden he he punches you and runs off and you see him again. And now you found a monkey carrying 16 ounces of food. Stop stealing my food, monkey. Um, the the pints of oil, I'm just talking all over the place because I'm kind of watching the, the video of some gameplay as I, as I had just played it. But... Um, the pints of oil, you know, you might have six six pints of oil, and then as you put it in your lantern, uh, that kind of runs out. Um, you can you can dispatch again of these animals. For example, uh, in the video I'm watching here right now, there's this this monkey. First of all, he's sleeping. You found a sleeping monkey. You woke the sleeping monkey. Why would you do that, you dummy? Um, and then <laughs> the in this case, you made the monkey drop a plank so you could get the plank and get past the uh, one of the the holes in the ground i understand if you're not watching this it's probably not the most exciting thing to hear but if you can hear the excitement in my voice finding this game again after so long is genuinely excited i remember using the bullwhip to attack animals um finding random rods and and you know again that you had to use a lot of imagination um you know running through these mazes and then and then dying two levels in trying to figure out what you did wrong how to get past things uh how not to spring traps uh you know you can get shot by spears or you'll feel a gust and you'll know you're near the the exit of the level um it's simple and it's as quick as you can press the button so it's a really fast-paced uh game and since there's very little graphics to speak of it is a fast-paced game that you could, you know, you could play a full playthrough in, you know, 20 minutes, I suppose. Um, ultimately, trying to get higher and higher in levels, eventually you'll you'll run into mountain lions, which are just terrifying. Um, they would kill you very often. And when you got really far in the game, you'll run into mummies, um, which, again, are even harder. I rarely got to the point where I got to the mummies. Now, my mom did play this game a lot, and I do remember one time she freaked out, and we all ran in there because she actually got to the point where she found the Scarab of Ra, you know, the name of the game, which is this little golden statue, I guess, of a scarab, and that was the goal, to to grab that thing. And I'm sure there's some story tacked on where grabbing the scarab mystically freed the entire world of some devastating curse or something like that. But um, I just thought it was fun to talk about this game uh, for no other benefit than my own, because uh, nostalgia hit me hard when I saw this recently. Um, the graphics, the sound, or lack of both, and also just the fact that I played a dungeon crawler and just never really realized it, and uh, I, I think I'm going to dig in and try to find a few more. 
Cody, that was amazing. What we learned about the Mac and that game. <laughs> that game that that game that I liked. The game you liked on that I Mac. I am glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, that was good stuff. I, I wasn't a big Mac gamer, so it was nice to hear something about the Mac. I've been wanting to use that game in a battle or something, yeah. but there's just been no way to do it, and I'm sure it just wouldn't be as loved by anybody else because yeah. that was very specific to my my growings up. Sounds great. And speaking of love... Mm. Let's uh, talk about my first love, beer. Beer? Oh, I thought you were going to say classic computers. <laughs> <laughs> so I got us a tall boy here. That this is one is from can. Berryessa Brewing, which we've had before on the show. We have? I don't remember Berryessa. Yeah, we had a lager from them, I think. Okay. But this one is called Propaganda Pilsner. They spelt the N backwards. I'm, a, I'm flustered. Yeah, it's confusing. And this one is 6% by volume and a tall boy. We're so picking up. We're picking up. We're <laughs> rolling into the night, going bigger, big, go, go big or go home. Well, um, uh, I hate to say it, but our last beer is going to be the biggest. So Yeah. <laughs> Pours clear, bright yellow with a crisp, bitter finish. Okay. Made with only the best Pilsner malt that perfectly rounds out the huge hop aroma from select noble hops so i'm thinking this is going to have a lot of flavor too i'm hoping i think it's going to be crisp oh you're gonna go mm. you're gonna make that noise again so far i've only again i haven't had a full sip i was just kind of yeah. keeping the, keeping the uh, the head from overflowing the beer yeah I'm very waiting. very citrusy so far but before i can actually taste it eric yeah cheers Cheers, my brother. It has, definitely has a smell of citrusy, but it doesn't say anything on the can about any kind of citrus flavor. It does have that, pardon my French, pea yellow, yes. uh, cloudy color. Yeah. But it tastes, may I say. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Are you getting the bitter notes? Yeah, I am getting a little bitter notes, yeah. Now that I got actually down to the beer itself, I can, I'm can. i getting the bitter. Mm-hmm. It's bitter. That is interesting. I don't think I've had a beer like that before. Flavorful. Full of flavor. It's full of texture. Yeah. It's textureful. Is that a thing? I got flavors in my mouth. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bitter and it sucks the water out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it it has a drying effect. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, let's um, propaganda. And there's like a goat head. So it's like conspiracy theory, like government takeover vibe here on the on this. Yeah, it's um, doing what I wanted it to do. Like like I bought. I wanted a pilsner that tasted didn't taste bland, like some pilsners do. Well, this I definitely has got something going on. I would not call it bland. Now, would I call it good? You bought it because it's got a black and orange can, and you just love that color combo. I do love that color combination. As it looks like we'll be discussing shortly. Yes, yes. Um, I, so what is this thing? Is this a, a wolf? Like a, it looks like a wolf. Yeah, but it's like there's planes see, going overhead. It's like, no, see, like no, government propaganda, kind of. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's probably correct. That's a sheep. You are right. That's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Look at that. You got that? I decoded it. I decoded you did the decode can. the beer. Um, so with that said, a wolf in sheep's... I say wolf. A, a wolf. wolf. A wolf. I need to change my accent like Tim. Wolf. Wolf. Wolf with four in legs. Sheep. Yeah. So let's, uh, out of uh, 
A hundred sheep. All right. A hundred sheep. You know, as I drink it more, I'm starting to get less affected by the uh, bitter and more flavor. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Out of a hundred, I'm going to give it a... I got my number in mind. I want to see if you we're, we're, we're simpatico. 72. I, I was thinking 74. Okay. But I think we're... We're man, pretty, we pretty are, darn simpatico. We're in tune. We are in, in tune. tune. No, we aren't. Hmm. We're not in Tim. Now, where is Tim? Well, let me just uh, dial him up real quick. One second. Yep. <gasps> and who is that gentleman on the line? Who is that? Uh, gentleman? I, I don't know who that could be. Uh, it's definitely not me, but hello, I'm here. Sounds like Timothy. I, I heard you prefer to go by Timothy. Uh, you heard wrong, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me get this right. It's Tim by way of the UK. By way of the right? UK. Yes, that's right. Tim, Tim by, by, uh, by the... Uh, what's the nearest <laughs> river to me? Um, oh, I, Tim by the Axe. There we go. But by, by the Thames? By that's the, the only river sounds I know pretty manly. The by the axe. <laughs> exactly, that sounds by pretty the axe. My character yep. was forged in iron by the axe. <laughs> they call me Tim. Nice. Yes, I am by the Axe River, yes. There we go. And the Axe River runs to Axe Mouth. Oh, little geography yes. lessons for yeah. the listeners. Indeed. And uh, eventually ends up in the sea like most rivers, I guess. Like, I, I believe all. Um... <laughs> I, I why I, why wait? I heard Tim has a game show prepared for us. We're going to start off with the game show. Let's do this. Okay, let's do this. This is the part, Tim, where you say the name of your game show really loud and proud. I hit a few buttons on my side, and it's on. It's on like. Are okay, you ready? I'm, ready? I'm ready. And here we have a game show. All right, we have the, <laughs> we have game the sound show. effects. <laughs> we have a game show. We have a game show, yes. <laughs> okay, All right, I'm so ready for this. We, we, are, we have two rounds, and then we have a tie-break question, and then we have a tie-break tie-break question. It sounds like you've done this before. We've been in that experience. <laughs> can, we, can, can the next game show we do be called Stump Aaron Game Show? Yeah, I want to do that. Get right. him on here, yeah. <laughs> You totally okay. just front load all the questions for our team specifically. <laughs> right. First round. So I call this the Cody and Eric flip reverse round. Ooh. Flip reverse. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to ask each of you a question. And the questions are basically ones I would expect the others to get without any problems. Interesting. So it's just literally you either get it right or wrong. It's not going to either either of you. So these are specific individual questions. Saucy. Okay. 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 This is saucy. Right. Mixing it up. All right. Okay. Let's do this. I'm ready. So question one to Cody. All right. Who was the programmer of Paradroid on the Commodore 64? This is something that Eric would know and I wouldn't. You're a terrible human being, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> And now I do feel bad. I feel like I should know that. Oh, man. No no multiple choice or anything. Just no, I, sh I should know it. Not on these ones. I'm, yep. I'm uh, Tim, or, uh, Eric, do you know it? I know his first name. I, I'm okay. trying, I'm thinking, if I think through this long enough, I know I can get his sec last name. 
Can I give you? Can I give him a hint? Go on then. It, it, the first name starts with the letter A. Am I right? Correct. And the last last name starts with a B. That's what I thought, but I can't quite finish it. But I, I okay. Well, I, I I think I got it. I think I got it. He is on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, is he a listener? And I'm about to make a fool of myself. No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Oh, I always believe. I think everybody who's ever touched Commodore listens to this show. <laughs> That's, I'm I'm just <laughs> half is a glass is ninety uh, percent full kind of guy. If yeah. if the if this said person listened to the show, I would be in raptures. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I think I got it. I mean, I, I think I know. All it. right. Well, I'm just gonna throw out the only name I ever throw out when I say here's C64 and say Ron Hubbard. <laughs> no, and, He's the music and also guy. I know, and and also that would be wrong because it's Rob Hubbard. Rob Hubbard. See? That's right. <laughs> I made that ninety percent full. Glass is ninety percent correct. Mistake. Okay, uh, Cody. I'm sorry. Yeah, you are wrong. Go on then, Eric. Andrew Braybrook. Yes. Andrew Braybrook. Correct. Right? Yeah, I got it. Yes. Okay. Correct. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. So if I get seventy-five percent of the name right, it's correct. I know that now. <laughs> I'm just setting the ground rules here. It literally. Andrew Braybrook. Yep. It yep. took me. It took me the six minutes in between that to like <laughs> if reconstruct. You can get Andrew Bray. I think that's pretty much there. Isn't I, it? I, I, like it. It. I like it. I like it. I got it. <laughs> okay. All right, Eric. cool. Yeah. Zero to zero. Um, tie so it's a Cody question for me. Yes. Okay. Yes. By way of Eric. So yeah, I got yes. that. I'm getting that. <laughs> Regis. Okay. All right. In Alex the Kid in Miracle World on the Master System, <laughs> what is the solution to the first? Is it Rochambeau or Rock Paper Scissors game? Well, they actually they call it Jenkin. Is what they yeah, call thinking, it. Well, well are, are those two things I... the same thing? Rochambeau is the same as rock paper scissors, right? Correct, and so yeah. is Jenkins. He's just yeah. saying the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, what so is the question? Many, many names, but basically, what is the solution to the first? Oh, I see. I see what you're rock, saying. Rock paper scissors game. The solution is the... rock. Right. Are you, talking, are you talking about the first, the very first match? Or are you talking about the first it, three? The... To beat it's, the boss. It's the, fir- it's the first game. Yeah, it's the solution to beat the boss. Oh, so it's three. So you need three of combination them. of three. Oh, I'm never going to get well, this. Well, I've, I've only got two. Well, so. <laughs> I guess you're right. No, you're right. It's two because if you get two yeah. right, you win. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. so yeah. I'm going to say rock, scissor. Eric, you are correct. Oh my goodness, you're an <laughs> yeah! awful, awful person. Dude, that's ridiculous. Dude, I did it. I got one right. Yay! All right. To be fair, <laughs> my question was not multiple choice, and that was basically multiple choice. Well, yeah, I guess, <laughs> but there's of, lots but... of different permutations on that. Well, there's yeah. nine. There's nine, and he, and he yeah. got it. No, yeah. there's thirty six million permutations on that. Thirty six million? Yeah. No, I just, made that, I just made that up. <laughs> uh, you had me fooled, Eric. <laughs> Last time I checked, three times three was nine, but we're good. All right. Yeah, okay. All okay. right, Cody. <laughs> Cody. Now, yes. this one is multiple choice. Oh, this See? helps. <laughs> You're getting back in. In the classic C64 platformer, Monty on the Run, on the very first screen, when you start the game, can you name the very first enemy? Is it round, smiley face guy, <laughs> big, robot, big nose guy, or teapot? 
And each of the none of those are trick questions. They are no, actually. No, those are all. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> know that those are all aliens. in there. <laughs> yeah, or enemies. Let me put my thinking music on. <laughs> now this is Rob Hubbard. Yes, correct. <laughs> so it's round, smiley face guy. It's robot, not big nose guy. Or it's teapot. not. I'm gonna. It's teapot. Answer is teapot. The answer is teapot, is it? Yes. I'm afraid you are wrong. It what? is round, smiley face guy. Oh, is it? Teapot is nah. on the next screen. So you you were close. You were close. So no. <laughs> I, I was close. I was one third one of the screen way away. away. One yeah. screen away. <laughs> you were one pixel away. <laughs> no, to be fair, the next screen, the, the very first thing is the little like thing that comes down and smashes you. The little pipe that like smashes, the little piston thing that smashes you. Uh, yeah, maybe, and then there's a teapot after that. I yes, think. Yeah. yes, there is, and then a bit, another big nose guy and a robot. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know the second screen. <laughs> okay, I'm ready, Eric. Yep. Can you pick out the odd one out in these Cthulhu themed games? Ooh. Oh, geez, I don't know Cthulhu. <laughs> I don't know Cthulhu at all. But go ahead, I'm ready. Okay, so this is multiple choice. Okay. Okay. So we've got Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, Call of Cthulhu, The Wasted Land, Call of Cthulhu, Night Demons, or Demon Bane. Demon Bane? Demon Bane, I think. B-A-N-E? Yeah, Demon Bane. Bane, okay. What, so was the, got, what was the second so one again? I just need to so know the second I do one. The, if I do the... Basically, it's Call of Cthulhu, yeah. Yep, and then yep. you've got Dark Corners of the Earth, okay. Wasted Land, Night Demons, or Demon Bane. I'm going to say it's Wasted Land. Is the odd one out. I think I'd actually agree okay. with them. That's incorrect. Oh! Okay. It's Night Demons because I made that one up. Night okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. I want to know about Demon Bane. That one I don't recognize. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Uh, I think it was Cthulhu Mythos based, so it wasn't s- specifically, but it had elements of it in there. That's what that's what I read up about. Huh. I don't uh, know that one. Yes. I know I know the first two. Yep. Okay. Huh, cool. So that was wrong. So Eric, you are in the lead by one point. Correct. I'm keeping track. Going one into round two. Yeah. Aaron's at zero. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I I would reckon Aaron would have got uh, Andrew Braybrook for yeah. Paradroid. Yeah, he would. And possibly round smiley face guy. Well, it was a one in three. <laughs> yeah. He likes those platformers, so I think he might have got yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, where he actually plays a 64, whereas Boat doesn't, does he? That's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So round two, this is the invitational round. Ooh. So I have invited people to ask you guys questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where'd That's you do cool. that from? What? <laughs> That's really so cool. First, first up, we have two questions for one particular individual. And that question is my daughter, Danica. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. So this is, these are two Switch base games okay Ooh. okay so the first one up is in mario kart 8 
can you name the th- three different princess characters? And there's a point for each. And these are now open to both of you guys. Okay. I- I'm writing this down because I want to get this right. So there's three princesses. The first two are probably pretty easy. And I must admit, I don't think I would have got the third. Oh, my daughter always plays. Three. My daughter always picks uh, one of these three every time, too. Yeah. If, if you get all three, I doff my cap to you. <laughs> I just I just reviewed this. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this Hold is on. gonna kill me. Alright, Aaron. Alright, Aaron, we question. give up. <laughs> it is a great question. I'm, I'm, I... <sighs> oh, oh, oh I got oh yes. I got one. <laughs> oh you like that one. <laughs> I've got I've got two of them. You, you like that a bit too much. I've got two of them. I can't need a break, Eric. <laughs> exactly. I need to think of the third one here. Hold on. Okay, gonna have to hurry, you guys. Yeah, this is not. I don't. I'm catching up to do. <laughs> this guy. Well, as soon as you say I'm two, I'm gonna smack my head. Yep. <laughs> my daughter's gonna be mad. She could probably answer all three of these too. Yep. Okay, I think I. Okay. I, I think I got it. I know I don't right, got them, but I have three names. Okay, I'm okay. ready. Eric first. Okay, Princess Peach. Correct. Princess Pauline. C- incorrect. Princess Toadstool. Incorrect. You got one. Wow, though. Well, good. We're going to tie because I've got Peach. Okay. And yeah. I and then the other names just sounded like they should be princesses, but I know they're not. I have Camilla. <laughs> no. And <laughs> Camilla Parker Bowles. Yeah. And I have <laughs> prin- Princess Penelope. Pen- or Penelope. Penelope. Yeah. Penelope. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Okay. The brown-haired so, one. Uh, I'm trying to think. So you got one point. Okay. Cool. Um, so the actual correct answer is Princess Peach, Princess Daisy, Daisy, and Princess Daisy, darn it. Rosalina. Rosalina, that's the one I was thinking of, the Camilla. For <laughs> some knew, reason, my I oh god, I'm so disappointed yeah. in myself. I'm disappointed <laughs> in Eric too. Danica got you there, guys. She did. Well done, <laughs> ma'am. Okay, second question, and I I did say to Danica. So that wait, 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 wait. Hasn't... Let's get the score first. It's two to one. Two okay. to one. It's two, two to one. one. Okay. Two to, two to one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in Animal Crossing. Sorry, oh. Cody. I know you don't. Yeah, this should be in the first round. <laughs> it's been a long time since I played it, so I don't remember. Yeah. Go they, ahead. My answer in is animal... no gameplay. <laughs> in Animal Crossing on the Switch, mm-hmm. can you name who owns the island's general store? I'm ready. I have an answer, even though I don't haven't played the game. Go ahead. Okay. I only have half an answer, though. I think is there? It's a first name, last name, isn't it? I just have one name. So. Oh, I do too. I have Tom. Okay. I have Tom. Cody, you are wrong. I have Nook. Uh, no, I need more than that. I'm afraid. Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Nope. It's not Tom Nook. It's Timmy and Tommy Nook. That's right. Because they're both. They, that's right. They they both own it. So we news yeah. to me. That's yep, the new Timmy Animal Crossing. Yep. Yep. As on the Switch, as I said. I got the last <laughs> name. That should be good enough. Timmy Dang and, it. Timmy and Tommy Nook. All right. Yep. I'll accept it's, it's, I accept that. I would accept I would have accepted either Timmy or Tommy. But um, not Tom. Yeah. But not Tom. No. And not, different and not Nook. Okay. That was his last Next name. Next question. Both their last name. All right. <laughs> Next question. Now this is from my my wonderful wife Donna. And this was stolen from a trivia site, but still a good question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or a deck of cards. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so get your head around the wording on this one. So what popular dining franchise was famously founded by one of the original co-owners of Atari? Hmm. I, I got it. <clears throat> uh, I think I know which one, which co-owner. Mm-hmm. I got this. But we're looking for the name of the franchise. Yeah, I'm I trying got to, it. I'm trying to stop talking. <laughs> All right, if I can get like 30, if I can get 30 seconds of silence, that would okay. help me dramatically. 30 10 s- seconds, 10, oh, 9, And silence eight, is given. Thank seven. you. Seven. It's riveting podcasting. <laughs> Let's have 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tim taking a slurp of coffee. Do, 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 do. Eric's going to get this one. I give up. I don't know. I'm going to. Th- A&W. There you go. A&W. I just threw it out there. I don't, I don't know. I could use a burger right now. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so, uh, Cody, NW is incorrect, I'm afraid. Is it, a- is A&W. It, yeah. Is it the nutting guy? Nope. I got it. You ready? You ready for this, go. Tim? Go. 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 Hit me with it, Eric. Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Oh, that makes correct. sense. Uh, <laughs> that deserves an applause. That's good. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck oh, yeah. Chuck people e. ate there. People do eat there. I don't know how, but they do it. <laughs> That pizza's like cardboard. So, the entertainment's gone downhill, too. Yeah. Three to one. Three to so, one. So, unfortunately, we're not going to get a tie-break question, because this is the last... Yeah, but this is the two-point round. Okay. <laughs> the two-point round. <laughs> two-point round. <laughs> Come on, now. This was a question asked to you guys, or is a, is a question asked to you guys, from Josh at 48k ram all right nice and one of our wonderful show patrons is it atari based no okay i'll give you that much candy based okay are you ready i'm ready i'm not but i'll take it what was the first data east cassette system arcade game (laughs) to receive an (laughs) nes port wow what, what do you expect we, anything less from Josh? No. I don't even know what he's asking for. <laughs> I don't think Data East knows that answer. Can you? Re- yeah, exactly. They don't. You could call them. They okay. wouldn't know this. What? Can you name it again? Say it again. <laughs> what was the first Data East cassette system arcade game to receive a Nintendo Entertainment System port? It's just a lot of words. All right, I'm going to make a guess here. So what da- What was yep. the first Data East cassette system game to get a port onto the NES? I, yeah. Hmm. This one knows it's going to be embarrassing. The game I pick is probably not even going to be Data East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm worried about that. I, okay, I, I'm ready. Okay, I, I have something. I don't know if it if it's what it is. Eric, go. Kung Fu Master. Incorrect. Yeah. Go ahead. Ikari Warriors? Incorrect. All right. It's burger time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well done, Josh. I see where you went there. I see where you went there. We just got slapped. We just got a Josh slap. We just got peppered in the face. Yeah. You got got Josh. And our our pickle wrinkled. So do you, do you, cause I had a really cool transition for then the, the tiebreak question. So do you want to just go with this yeah. anyway? Well, let's just go with the, uh, do, do your question, man. I want to hear it. Tiebreaker question game show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
now this worked really well so thank you to Josh the tie-in worked really well because I got I made up the tie-break before Josh got his question in so <laughs> tie-break question yes. to the nearest cent according at, to the nearest cent to what was the price of a Big Mac in 1998 according to the bigmacindex.org I was there man which is a website I was there the bigmacindex.org is a website that exists (laughs) I got it I know this one you know this one huh no I don't know but I've got to go 1998 1998 I'm ready I'm ready too okay I'll go first Uh, Cody okay Cody go first dollar eighty nine I said two fifty eight. Oh, Eric, he's gonna do math. That means we're in between. He's mapping. That's crazy, Eric. You are off by two cents. <laughs> it is two dollars fifty six cents. You oh. sir are the Big Mac king. <laughs> you should be proud of that, dude. I was actually conscious in that year. You, you weren't you still like a little like ninety eight? Su- yeah. What were you going to say? A suckling? <laughs> we suckling from the teeth? <laughs> no, stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a mid- I was teenager, man. I was oh, right okay. there. All right, yeah. all right. Okay, and the tie tiebreak question. Oh, we got another one. All right. <clears throat> tiebreak question game show. When McDonald's first introduced the Big Mac in its Uniontown, Pennsylvania restaurant in 1967, how much was a Big Mac to the nearest sense? 1967? Yep. I'm ready. I, I don't know why I'm writing this down. We're just saying it. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead. <laughs> 37 cents. I said 89 cents. Correct answer is 37. Oh, mapping. The correct answer is kind of bob in the middle, and I think... On that, Cody is the winner. Wow, it was that's 45 right. Cents. <laughs> Woo! I'm so glad that was a 10 point question, and I just took the whole game. Congratulations, Cody! You're the big winner. I'm so, yeah, I feel I so. Make that one, two, three, four, plays two. I'm so glad that I can get a question right on our video game related game show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bonus, the, the tiebreakers are never video game related. They that's shouldn't true. be. <laughs> Well yeah. done, everybody. Made us feel very uneducated about the topic, which we discuss for hours and hours each month. <laughs> exactly. And post on the web. Good well game, done, guys. Good, good game, Tim. Yes, well done, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to cheers you with my empty mug to show that I'm dissatisfied with the level yeah, of beer on, in my get, mug. Get the beer on, guys. You know what the problem is, Eric? Yeah. When it comes to beer, we need to catch up. Yeah, catching up. <laughs> Catching up with Eric and Cody and Tim and Tim and Tim. All right, I have a quick, I have a quick game show for you guys. All right, this All is right. impromptu. One yeah. question, uh, one question only. Yeah. On the show, we have tried my favorite beer. I'll even give you a huge hint. It was a hazy. Okay. What was the name of that beer? It was a uh, juicy something, wasn't it? Hazy Jane. Yeah, they always have some kind of marijuana tie-in, don't they? Yeah, this one was a juicy... <laughs> it, it was Num Num Juice. Num Num Juice, that's Num right. Num Juice, that's the one. What so is this? This is a new release from the same brewery. Num it's and Nummer. Double hazy IPA. Num and Nummer, and it has the, the dog car from the movie Dumb and Dumber. 
<laughs> Excellent. So I wanted to finish the night off strong and throw a, a, a double IPA. So this thing's like... 8.2%. 8.2% to finish off the night, Eric. Just when you think... percent. Yep, just when you think it couldn't possibly be any number, we go and do something like this and totally redeem ourselves. Numb totally and number redeem ourselves. is bursting with the same tropical juiciness of the original, but an even richer vibe that causes beautiful people to flock instinctively like the salmon of Capistrano. Even if you've got no food, got no job, and your pet's heads are falling off, you've got numb and number. So make like you're in Austria, throw around shrimp on the barbie. Goodness. It says Austria, but they said throw shrimp on the barbie. That's not right. That's a typo. That's not right. That's Australia. And crack open another one. Make Lloyd and Harry proud. Oh, look. First. Or Frost. 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 Maybe that's the See, joke. They said Austria, so I think it's the joke, right? Like, it's yeah. supposed to be Australia. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pour mine. Did you drink some of this already, or are we going to cheers this? Let's cheers, my friends. So have you had this before, Cody, or is this the first time? Uh, I did have one the other night, but I don't remember it, and I mean that literally. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Eric's, and, and Tim's very, got his coffee, I'm very, sure. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of coffee is that? <laughs> uh, straight black hot coffee. This one... Yeah, Lots of uh, foam, effervescent. That is fizzy. That is thick. That is <laughs> it is thick, and it's got a very Can juicy, <laughs> very fruity, very juicy flavor. It's got a, a it's got a hearty mouthfeel. <laughs> yes, it does. That is full bodied and round. <laughs> this is not uh, a, this is not an easy drinking beer. No, this is no. But it's thick in richness. Yeah. I do love a num num juice. I think that's definitely going to be uh, my pre- preference between the two. This was, yeah. this one does not go better than num num juice. No, this goes the other direction. This one is uh, rate it. Almost Ooh. tastes like orange juice. Yeah, this one's. Um, but it's not orange. It's just. It's just juice. <laughs> just fruity. It's the juice. Yeah. No, there's no fruit. It's just that no. hazy unfiltered thick i mean you can't see through this thing at all no no it is yeah that's it's definitely hazy if i put this there does that block your view it's foggy as old london town ah yeah by way of something <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie tens. i don't hate it <laughs> no it's i mean i like it it's just not as drinkable as num num so i would agree with that so it puts it down a, a notch for me all right so what's the rating scale on this one then uh, how much money did, did, did Lloyd steal on accident? How much did he spend? Like a million dollars? Was it a million? Well, let's say a million. I don't remember, but... Let's just say a million. Out of a, out of a suitcase, a Samsonite suitcase filled with a million dollars. <clears throat> All right. million dollars. How much we got? Out of a million. One million dollars. I'm going to give this a... Se- 705,000. Okay. I'm pretty close. I'll say, uh, I'll say seven, four, seven, four. Yeah. Okay. It's just a little too hard to drink. All night, all night, Tim, we've been pretty much pretty level on all the beers. Like we've rated them all pretty much the same and they've all been pretty decent. Well, now that we've caught up on beer. Yeah. Mm. Let's catch up on our retro game hobby how about that 
When are we going to open this package, too? We got we got a good package from Roysterini. That is a very good segue, actually. Do you want to do that first? Um, let's do that in just a second. Let's do okay. it next. Um, topic number one here. You can keep it out. That's just fine. Yeah. Um, last episode on the show, mm-hmm. I opened a package that I... That I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, kind of a it's grab good. bag of things I saw on good, chopgoodwill.com. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of bummed because... Um, the items in there I thought might be worth some value turned out to be fake, and I thought that might be the case. Okay. Remember the, uh, the, uh... The gun? No, no, no. Okay. The, the um, the NES Classic? Yes, yes, that's right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, you know, it was a knockoff. Yeah. And, uh, the Atari... Boom. Yeah, the, the Atari Flashback. I was hoping for Atari Flashback 2, and it was a 5, which means it was a one chipper instead of an actual recreation of an Atari. Anyways, um... I was excited about a bright... Was it bright orange? A it bright, was bright orange. bright orange yeah. gun that yeah. turned out to be a 3DO gun. I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. Turns out that thing is worth 200 bucks. That's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I'm like, what? What? what now? Did you sell um, it? <laughs> you know me. No, I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet. But you will. I'll Bring play on with the it. Benjamins. <laughs> well, I, there's some very expensive systems that I would like to get before they go up even higher. So that would help me get to those. Yes. Uh, the other funny thing is, there was a very unassuming-looking just bag of power supplies. Yeah. And I started going through them, and they all matched up to all the uh, random devices that were in that lot, except there was one extra one. And it, had, it was kind of... A, it looked like a standard two-prong um, AC kind of power supply, you know, where you can plug it back of a PlayStation or a Saturn. Or a lot of those have those mm-hmm. just two-prong ones. Yep. But figure one, eight. Yeah, but... It wasn't a figure eight. It was half a figure eight. The other one was a triangle. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen. I've seen yeah. those weird notches. Yeah, it's a weird. It's just shaped like a triangle. Yep. You could probably literally use a knife and like cut it to that shape. Um, but it's a it's a triangle, and it said Fisher Price toy adapter on it. Okay. Um, and I'm like, that's just so specific. I wonder if that has value. And I ended up sent, selling that for thirty bucks. It's <laughs> <Whoa. That's> good. <laughs> just a worthless little power. So I have no idea what it powered up, but. Yeah, put it up, and someone bought it like right away for thirty bucks. So who knows how much it actually was worth? But that was kind of fun. So the gun and the power supply, the good. The rest is just landfill. Yep, yep. In fact, <laughs> I literally threw away some of the stuff. Even that cool, that cool uh, retron. What was it? The the retron duo or whatever. I yeah, got. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when I opened the box to check if it's all in there, uh, it just fell apart. Like the screws oh, were no. undone. So I don't know if somebody uh, had gone in there to try to fix it and gave it, up or it just, just gave it to the Goodwill. No, I just, I'm, I'll probably just chuck that. It's gone. Did, you didn't test it, even? I ha- I still haven't thrown it yet, but um, that's I, a I, might, I may or may not test it. I don't know. Okay. But what's but in, in this package? Box pa- of Broken Dreams. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So what's in this package, Eric? Oh, so let's open this. So this is from Roy Fielding. Roy, Roy Sterini. Hey, Roy. Roy Sterini. Yep. Hey, so Roy. Roy Sterini. Do you pa- want to... Patron... Um, I... Yeah, let me Large, see. sharp oh, knife yes. there. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> Patreon and all-round good egg. Good egg. Good egg. <laughs> He's one of my oldest friends on Twitter. Like, yeah, very cool. We started following each other so many, like, so long ago. And he makes a decent Com- Commodore sixty four game too. Yeah, he ma- yeah. he makes games. And he like makes a- great games. And I, I, when yeah. I say that, I mean uh, he make he has a number of great games. Just and and hopefully he's going to start coding on the spectrum. Yeah, said he was going to start. That's really cool. All, All right. right. 
I am very curious as to this mystery package. It, it actually it's about the size. Well, I was about to say it's about the size of a shoebox, but it literally is a shoebox. It, it literally is a yeah. shoebox. A Vans, which is which is pretty stylish. Good for you, yeah. Roy. You know it. Good for you. <laughs> we know he's uh he's quite a dapper man now. Yep. All right. Let me get that knife again. See if yeah, I can. I'm glad I cut my giblets off here. We're in America. If you want me to, I can pull out a gun and shoot it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoot it open. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to open this up. Tim, and you're our resident UK expert. So you're going to tell us what some of the stuff is. Okay. Says, hi, no, I hope no. you enjoy these goodies. Sorry it took so long. Took so oh, long. Okay. And it's like a cool oh, little... check uh, that out. It's a whole bunch of uh, C64 releases yeah. from uh, Cytronic. Yep. Cytronic postcard. Or RGCD, I guess, technically. Look at this. Lint creation desserts. Nice. Lint creation dessert. uh, Creme brulee, brownies, meringue, all sorts of stuff in there. This is fancy. Look at that. They're top notch chocolates. Top notch chocolates. Top shelf. Yep. And they actually actually name them rather than, like over here, we have C's, and you pretty much just kind of have to guess which ones are which, and you bite halfway into one and go, gross cherry, and you put it back. I don't like that. (laughs) <laughs> dairy milk fingers i know dairy milk's a good brand i mean i yep. think you've sent us some well, of those cadbury. before well that's the um, there's cadbury so that's, yeah yeah uh, the same as most of the stuff that i sent over to you yep those, those look good. legit so do um uh, white chocolate and dark chocolate ones of those as well one single crunchy which is a awesome. single cr- well that's just packaging Woo-hoo! as <laughs> we know <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love crunchies i'll have to give that to my daughter Uncle Joe's lozenges naturally soothe your throat. <laughs> Aniseed. Oh, I, so I love licorice. Have I mentioned that on the show? Aniseed, yeah. Do you love licorice? I love like licorice. I actually do not. So that's yours, yeah. buddy. You can keep that whole thing. <laughs> it does have yeah. it. It does. It's, it looks awesome. I'm getting like They're a waft, pungent, aren't they? I'm yeah. getting a waft of like medicinal as well. Yeah, not purely yeah. licorice. Ooh. It's like a medicinal. Oh, there's a second crunchy. Another crunchy. There's a second crunchy. So you look, we're splitting that. There we go. All right, but look at this Turkish delight fries. <laughs> Turkish delight. What is that, Tim? That's very fragrant and covered in chocolate. <laughs> what is it though? It's, What's it's, in there? Um, it's it's rose. It's like um. Uh, rose water infused gel, I think, or something like that. It's covered um, in chocolate. Yeah, covered in chocolate. Yeah, you, normally Turkish delight is um, uh, Turkish. like a, a jelly cubes, and then it's covered in sort of like powdered sugar. Okay, um, but they've what they've done is they've taken that and then they cover it in chocolate. But um, you want to Google some of the uh, 80s retro adverts for that. They were really bizarre. I've heard so, of Turkish Delight, but I didn't know You've what heard it was. of Turkish Delight because of the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay. In which the, the, the witch first comes up in the little sleigh and offers the boy Turkish Delight to get into her her sleigh. And they Maybe. take off. Maybe that's where I heard it. Um, okay. th- the fun fact about Turkish Delight <laughs> is that this small bar here, which is about one inch by two inches. Yeah. And a half mm-hmm. inch uh, weighs roughly twenty seven pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, this is pretty dense. dense. It's very very <laughs> dense. Yeah, L- Loker is that how you Loaker? Classic Napolitaner. It's like they look like little. Uh, it's like a wafer. Take that over there. Give that Tim a good. Oh game yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's not English. That's um, is it French or is it German? It's got pictures of snow-covered mountains, so does that mean um, oh, um, Swiss? So it, it, yeah, it could, could be Swiss, yeah. yeah. Okay. Looks good. I've seen good. those in shops. Don't <clears throat> think I've ever had them. They look like... <clears throat> it's just um, chocolate oh, Italy. 
It says Italy. Oh, it's Italy, is it? Yeah, they interesting. Uh, they look like little like wafers with chocolate in the middle, right? Like yeah, two like like wafers. Yeah, that looks good. Nestle Aero Delightful Peppermint Bubbles. Aero. Yep. Those look good. My daughter loves peppermint, so she'll, yeah. she'll And I love us. bubbles. <laughs> you love bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and here's something that weighs a lot. Dark chocolate mint creams, wait, wait rose and partners. Waitrose. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Dude. That's that's a that's a posh superstore. Wow. Okay. We got posh food. He got so, uh, yep. some top shelf candies. Top shelf. You got some lint and some waitrose. Yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy went the whole hog there. I'm feeling very <laughs> upper crust at the moment. Man, we got a... <laughs> Look at that. Man, Roy Storini comes through. Look at that. Candy yeah. up the wazoo. We Love better we better rate all of his games very highly from now on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can be bought, Eric. We can. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Ooh, that beer's got some <laughs> kick. Well, thank you, Roy Fielding. Programmer extraordinaire, man extraordinaire. Um, man extraordinaire. Family man extraordinaire. He's got a lot of titles, a lot of hats. He's a good guy. Dog walker extraordinaire. Exactly. Does he Does He, uh, he does, yeah, he does. He talks about his dog. Yep. His dog yep. looks really cool. Doggo. <laughs> All right, so let's continue on with the are we? Up. Are we? Wait, wait, can you see my screen now, Tim? Yeah, but all I can see is me, and it's hideous. No, well, that's, that's, that's what I'm seeing, too. That handsome devil. <laughs> Uh, who wants to take this one? We can talk about this. So on Discord, HSI, which is our Patreon Discord, which if you join our Patreon, you get access to this amazing Amigos Retro Gaming Network Discord. Including some files that HSI put up there for exactly. us to peruse, which if, are awesome. Yeah, if you want to access this, you got to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can access HSI's files. So how, that's capitalism, baby. Wow, you know what? America. Yep. We're the man. Cheers. Woo, cheers. <laughs> but anyway, HSI's been working on this project, and it is pretty awesome because we talk about Pico 8 a lot on this show, and for, for good reason. It is an amazing fantasy console that you can install on Linux or Windows or whatever. Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi. You can play these Pico 8 games, which are almost all free. I think all of them are free, technically. Some people... Yeah, anyways. Yeah, most You can donate for, for some of them. And they are cool little 8-bit-looking games, and some of them are so unique and so innovative. But what HSI do, has done, he's categorized a lot of the very best ones. So what the problem is, is... The program itself, when you're looking for games and stuff, it shows you the newest stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to find unless you know the name of older stuff. Right. Hard to find the good stuff in the um, ether, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the problem with the Switch store. Like, it's so... There's so many things in there. Yeah. You, It's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff. chaff. So All the good stuff is buried under yes. a mound of... Yes. So. Chaff. <laughs> so what what he's done is he's created this download where you just explode the zip file and it is categorized in different subfolders and it it's it's organized in such a way like it's like platform linear platformer, shoot 'em up, vertical shoot 'em up, horizontal shoot 'em up, arena games. And if you want to check out that file and make <laughs> some suggestions for new games. Yes. Rather than just complain about how they're categorized, which most people have been doing. That's right. Make some suggestions for new games so we can add it to this. Yep. And this can be... Or get off your butt and do it yourself, yeah. 
Or make a better game. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I know I suggested Bumble Bobble to him because I think that's an amazing There's port. Some, yeah. And so he was like, I'll add that to the next version. So it's yeah. like he's yeah. very open to adding things that are good. He's if trying worth to curate to him, good though. stuff. What? If they're worth yeah. it to him, though. That's right. And it's yeah. his ball of wax. Yeah. So he's going to exactly. do what he's going to do. And I don't blame him. Yep. So anyway, join our Patreon. <laughs> That's the bottom line. By here. paying Eric all the money. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> We're very tactic. <laughs> We're tactful. Tactful. That's the word I'm looking for. Exactly. My goodness. Anyway, Eric, so you've got our, the next one, too. Our, nu- our next one is um, I wanted to ha- I've been wanting to try this for a while, but finally got off my butt and did it. I downloaded PyMega 1.5 and put it onto an SD card and popped it in my Pi 400. There is a Pi 400 specific version of PyMega. What PyMega is, is basically WinUAE, like an emulator for Amiga, but it is on an SD card which will boot right into an Amiga, almost like your Pi 400 is an Amiga. Yep. Yeah, exactly. it's like a bare metal edition almost. Exactly. And yeah. when you pop this in, it boots up. And he has done a lot of work on this customization work to the look and feel of it. It's very modern for an Amiga system. Icons, game collections, all WHD loads, so they, there's no swapping disks and ADF files. Um, and it is running peak Amiga performance. So we've run into that problem where games run too fast. And you can go in there and tweak the settings to Slow step down. down the speed a little bit. Um, but it is a fantastic collection of Amiga stuff where you just want to plug and play. I want to go play Amiga games. This is the collection for you. And it's an excellent use for the Pi 400. What are your thoughts on this? So I saw that you did it. And I'm yep. like, well, I've got to do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've said it kind of multiple times that the Amiga is, for whatever reason, just the format, the hardware format that gives me the most problems. Yeah. And I love the Amiga and what it does and the games. I just wish it worked every time. So, currently... It's hard to get the setup tuned and right just how you want it to yeah. run all the games. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, and for me, yeah. just hardware, yeah. hardware working, too. So, like, all my monitors that used to run do are currently not running. Yeah. And my only option for my, you know, without buying some items, uh, would be to run it direct to, uh, like an RCA out to my TV, which just looks terrible. It looks terrible. I mean, you literally can't read the letters because it's not high enough resolution. That's right. So this has become my solution until I can fix my monitors. And it's awesome. It's pretty much plug and play. I mean, you really, it took me a little bit to find a controller that worked. Once I did... It works, and it just works. So yep. I plugged the same it, controller in. Go ahead. How does it stand up to the Mr. Core? It's, the Mr. Core is so good. I mean, it is like you have an Amiga. Whenever I use my Mr. Amiga Core, it really is like an Amiga. Mm. With that said, the Pi Amiga runs great once you go in there and tune it to the right speed. Because I did notice that things just yeah. run fast with it. Because yeah. he's tweaked yeah. this thing so that when it boots into the desktop, it's like a, almost a modern system. Yeah, I always yeah. T- I'd dial it back to 7 megahertz. Yeah, you got to dial it back <laughs> to something that would be realistic with an accelerator on the Amiga. Because yeah. when you boot it, it's like, it's crazy fast. I mean, it was like, I mean, it's nice in the desktop because everything's smooth. But once you launch a game, yeah, it's too fast. It's too fast. So, yeah, 
Um, I wouldn't compare it really to the Mister. The Mister is more of uh, trying to simulate exactly the chip. So when you boot up it, the Mister for all its downsides, it's going to have all the limitations of a real Amiga as well as yeah. all the benefits. Yeah. So I don't know. They're two different beasts to me, but it, Pymiga, I've been impressed with it. I've I've tinkered with it. I played a few games. Once I figured out how to step down the speed, it ran great. Yeah. The controller ran great. No complaints. For, runs, me, runs for, for me, it plays the games. Plays the games, which is what you want. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Because. So it's, it's kind of like a, almost like a turnkey solution once you've tweaked the, the speed settings on it then. Correct. So I, I love it. I love the look of it. I don't have the jack, as Aaron says on the Amigo show. I don't have the jack to run like all the modern skins and look and feel of modern Amiga stuff. I don't you know have what the I mean? time. Well, Does I don't Jack have the time. Does Jack time? Because I don't have the jack either. Though. I don't have the jack or time. <laughs> None and, of us have the jack. <laughs> and uh, so it's nice to literally blow this thing to an SD card, pop it in, and all of a sudden you have all these like... I mean, it looks like a very, very modern Amiga. I, I like how it perfectly duplicates the spectrum of colors and the electrons that flow within the Amiga. Speaking yeah. of the spectrum and the electrons, Tim. Ooh. <laughs> that was slick, Cody. No, Where did not. that come from? <laughs> Man. Right, yes. So... Um, this is pretty much it for me this month. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of. It's, it's, yeah. it's it's been a very lean month, but anyway, this, this, I'll, I'll try and string it out. So, um, yeah, it was not long after we recorded the last episode. Um, I managed to. I was uh, scrolling through uh, one of our sort of like you know shop goodwill kind of sites, which is over here is called Gumtree, believe it or not. Um, i've heard of that yes yeah yeah Yeah, i've heard of it um and uh yeah i was just looking through there and i saw a um zx spectrum lot which had uh two spectrums uh one which was a um a zx spectrum plus two action pack uh and another one which is a fully boxed zx spectrum plus uh which is the one just up from the 48k and add a few bits and pieces with it as well. And uh, I put in a silly offer on it, and he accepted, nice. <laughs> which I was nice. quite happy about. Nice. Um, and I was all ready to set to go down there and get it. Um, and then he then messaged me back and said, oh, I've also got an Acorn Electron. Do you want it? And I'm like, oh, not really. I do, what? but I don't really want to pay stupid money for it. That's right. Um so again, I made him a silly offer on it, and he refused the first silly offer, but I he accepted the not the not quite so silly second offer. <laughs> nice. Um, so I picked all of this lot up. <clears throat> I think it was for around about hundred and twenty pounds. Something oh man, like that. I'll give you one hundred and thirty um, for it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pay shipping. Send it over. That's cheap, man. That's good. <laughs> Well, the reason, the main reason why I wanted it is, is to complete my ZX Spectrum collection. I needed uh, the plus two A. Now, I think that's what you've got, isn't it, Eric? You've got, have you got the plus two A, the darker colored plus two? I got the plus. I got the B. The, the okay, the plus two B. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got the plus two yeah. B. Yeah. So that's. Where's it gone? Here's the part in the show. It happens every single episode where yeah. Tim hops yeah. to his room, hops over, and so there he grab is. Grab something. There's the there's the Spectrum Plus. This Wrong is camera. the Plus Two A. 
Oh, sorry, that one. That's our go. camera. Uh, actually, Tim, maybe that is the one I have. Yeah, that looks yeah, just like plus, it. Plus two A. I'm sorry. Yeah. That I think that is exactly the one I have. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, because it's it's got the um, yep the different power connector on there, so it's not got the traditional nine volt. Nope, that's that's the one I have. I'm sorry, I got it yeah. wrong. And that yeah. one has the RS two three two C port on the back, and that's right. Yeah. Yep. So this is. So this is essentially the reason why it's got the bigger power supply on it is because this is the same guts inside of it as the plus three, which obviously you then need the, I think it's the five volt and the 12 volt to run the disk drive. Yep. Um, so that's why they beefed up the power supply on that one. So I got that one. And then, uh, so there's the fully boxed ZX Spectrum Plus, that's yeah. cool which looking. powers up, but does nothing on the keyboard um and i have a oh, couple no. of other pluses here um and i swap the keyboard over and it's still not doing anything so that one unfortunately is in need of attention um, and then with the spectrum i'll come back to the microphone and with the spectrum i got a whole bunch of stuff um so i got a, a fully boxed quick shot one joystick oh nice. suction nice. cups on the bottom yeah yeah that's it yeah old classic quick shot i've got the quick um, shot too with suction cups on the bottom and it, uh, yeah it's and a great suck. stick <laughs> what i think yeah, I, quick, quick shot two i've got a massive box of those so if you want some of those <laughs> i can use those as packing next time <laughs> there, there you go. excellent excellent <laughs> um and one joystick interface that i've never actually had before and this is fully boxed and that's the protec so oh, you remember wow. when you start up some the Spectrum games and they give you an option of the different joystick interfaces? Yeah. So I've never had one of the ProTech ones before. So I think this is switchable. So I think it can go either to ProTech or to Kempston compatibility. That's neat. Um, so you can go on to either on those. So that's that's really cool. So I'm well well happy with that one. Um, this is an interesting pack that I've not really seen before. I think this might have been bundled with one of the Spectrums, but I'm not really sure. Um, but this is a nice collection. So this has got oh, wow. uh, Spy Hunter, Zaxxon, Buck Rogers, and Tapper. Cool. Um, That's a, like a Sega mix. That's Tapper, pretty cool. It's a Sega pack, yeah. Tapper yeah, seems really out of nice. place in that <laughs> that collection yeah yeah it's like where, spaceship well, it says with it's spaceship official... and spaceships and a guy who serves beer <laughs> yeah. um if you i don't have you guys played the spectrum version of spy hunter before no i don't think no. i ever had c64 i've played a lot but not the I, spectrum. I would recommend you give the spectrum version of spy hunter a go it's rather good actually I hadn't remembered it until until I loaded this one up just to test it out, and I used to, I think I actually used to have it years ago um, as an original. But um, yeah, I would definitely recommend giving that a go. And the the loading screen on on Zaxxon is just amazing. It's just a really cool loading screen. Um, but yeah, I uh, got that one. To me, nice. Uh, there's some other bits. So there's the obligatory make a chip <laughs> this comes with every spectrum does it i don't even know what that is that's the first time i've oh, seen that i think i actually have that one that came with my my plus yeah. two did it oh, okay. if you don't have one of those you can have that one no that's about 20 i've got about 100 of them it's about 20 dollars <laughs> in shipping right now hold off yeah. uh so i got uh star wars oh that's nice uh return of the jedi i love those big cases yeah yep. and the graphics um, on those looked awesome uh, Operation Thunderbolt. Okay, there you go. That's a good one. Ocean Software. Um, 
And then again, some of the usual packing titles. So we've got ZX Spectrum Chess by Sinclair. I got one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this one you'll love. This is actually a brilliant game. What's that title, Eric? Fi- that's Fireber Booty. Booty. <laughs> booty. Yeah, booty. I'm all but about that. That is booty. brilliant. How that w- is an absolutely brilliant that's a game. Snoop well worth- that's a Snoop Dogg that lyric. Was- How else can you get to the booty? <laughs> um, that was... Um, uh, I was going to cover that one on the on the Sam Coupe. Um, and then Checkered Flag, I think you guys have got a copy. One of you yep. guys have got a copy of that. I think, you. I, think I do, yep. yeah. Yeah. And what else have we got? Uh, a, a Gyron Demonstrator, which is not for sale. So I don't know how someone bought that if it's not for sale. Uh, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what that is. The Obligatory... Horoscope skiing, the spectrum yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> which I still have not gotten to the skiing part of that game. I just yeah. I'm just trying to cross the street to get to the trying to cross the road. Yeah, yeah that's as far <laughs> as I can get. Um, so that is the spectrum. Now, what what percentage of those cassettes when you load them up? What percentage actually work in general? I would say probably around about ninety five. Yeah, I mean, every cassette good, huh? I have of the games, like, every ones I've tried have, have worked. I always hear about data rot and things failing, but... The it's... funny thing is the floppies I've tried tend exactly. to not work, but the tapes exactly. actually work. Huh. I don't yep. know why. Yep. Well, tapes get stored in plastic boxes, essentially. Um, so unless they've been exposed to damp or extreme heat, they tend to survive a lot better than discs. Um, and, uh, the three and a half inch discs really are the main culprits, I think, for 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 bit rot. Uh, you know, I've, I've got massive piles of those things, and um, that well, it was something I we had on last month's catch up, which is the retro uh, Neil Retro Man Cave or RMC, whatever he wants to call himself this week. Um, uh, that um, uh, the disc cleaner uh, that was that was on there. Um, we covered that last week, and that was that was quite good to help with the with the cleaning of the three and a half inch discs. Um, but anyway, cool. That is next. just oh, you got you got more coming. Well, yeah, I haven't shown you the acorn. Electron oh my yet. goodness! Oh, <laughs> it comes with the acorn electron. That's right. That's in the box. <laughs> yep, it's all fully boxed. It is lovely. That is a bizarre and shaped box that doesn't look very retail it is, friendly. Yeah, it looks like a vacuum it's, cleaner. It's like it's yeah, a box it's, it's for monolithic, a isn't it? <laughs> a dust buster, and that's you're about to suck um, up some dust bunnies. Yeah. So I've got the acorn electron and. There's a bunch of stuff with this as well. <laughs> they all, did they always give it to you in these large, like, um, department store bags? Yeah. Is that just, like, the official <laughs> no, this, way to... This This is pure, pure supermarket Tesco's tap. Um, so anyway, so the games that I got with the Acorn Electron, uh, Arcadians... Space Invaders. You've probably played these on the BBC because there are the BBC versions of all of these. That's correct. Um, uh, a real snore fest, which is business games. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> that I'm looks like, enthralling. Dude, why? Why would you want? Why would you want to simulate a business? Let's business play the game spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. Can we play Excel ninety seven? Exactly. <laughs> um well people have actually written games in Excel, haven't they? They have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and this one, now this was interesting because Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little frogger. Yep. Now when I showed this to Donna, my wife, she was like, I recognize that. What the heck is that? 
And I said, well, there's Hopper on the Acorn Electron. And she said, that just brings back so many memories because it turns out that this was the first game that she ever played on a computer and the Acorn Electron was the first computer they ever had. Oh, wow. Um, That's some yeah. great history right there. So did, did the so, game um, bring back those memories or was it the Acorn Electron? Well, did, the, she, did she remember that? The game that? brought back the memories. The box... So it's obviously quite a distinctive style box. So she remembered the style of box. Then she saw the game because she used to play the game so much. Um, and then when I took the computer out of the box, she said, yes, that was it. That was the computer. So she didn't even know the computer. computer. Oh, wow. No, yeah, she got hit no. over the head by a nostalgia bomb. Now, now she knows what it's like for the rest of us. I know, right? <laughs> who, got, who got bitten by this nostalgia bomb. Although she's over it already. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, just a couple of other little things. Uh, I got a, a nice tape deck with that as well. Um, and there was a couple of books, which was the Electron Programmer and um, a 30-hour basic. 30-hour basic. Yes. So learn basic in 30 hours. That sounds more exciting than business games. Are you eating some of that licorice? I'm opening this licorice. I can't help myself. You do it. You you still haven't finished your beer, though. So it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a wild ride, dude. It's a lozenge. Yeah, (laughs) Which means this is going to last for like the rest of the show. Your new juicy IPA is going to be licorice tinted. Mm -hmm. So, Eric. Yeah. What have you got next? All right. So here's here's what happened. What a dandy question. Speaking of dandy, yeah, um, kind of worked. What kind of? No. That was weird. Um, so for the longest time, for a very long time, I've been trying to find one of the Tandy one thousands, either the EX or the HX. I was looking for an HX myself, and the HX one is the one with the three and a half inch floppy drive. Like it's, it, it, I really wanted that one. I was, I've been looking for that one. It should, they're very hard to find these days. So I was mentioning that on Twitter and a guy on their Game Continuum, he owns a little game shop called Game Continuum. And I, I can't remember where exactly it was. It, it's somewhere else in the U.S. But he basically chimed in and said, hey, I, I got one in my shop. He sells retro computers, which is pretty rare. I mean, here, I mean, I, I never yeah. see retro computers anywhere. But he said, hey, I got a Tandy 1000EX if you want. It's been sitting on the shelf for a long time. Really? So it's dirty and it's not, very, you know, it's, I, I'll have to test it for you and all this stuff. And he's all, it worked last time I booted it up. He's based out of where again? I don't know. I, I, I totally forgot. Somewhere in America. Somewhere in America. Mm. I think it's like the mid, the mid, the Midwest. Uh, if there was a vintage computer shop anywhere in this area, it's anywhere not, near San Jose, those would be gone. It's not in California. Yeah. This was not in California. I can guarantee you that. But anyway, so... Eric's doing his reach into the background That's thing right. Now. So here it is. The Tandy 1000 EX with the five and a quarter inch drive. Five and a quarter inch this drive on the side, man. This thing weighs a freaking ton. I don't know if you want to look at this, Cody, but... This little, like... I, um, I poked around on it a little bit earlier. Yeah, there's like a little thing that slides off the back here that you can install. Cody's seen it. He wasn't impressed. <laughs> oh, I wasn't... Yeah, I wanted one. I've been looking for so one. So basically, but. people, listeners that don't know, this is this is basically from Radio Shack. It is a, it is a IBM PC 8088 chip 
Wedge computer. Yeah. Yep, that that is built into a wedge computer instead of the typical like box system. So it mm-hmm. almost looks like an Amiga 500 or something. Five yeah. and a quarter inch drive right built into the side. Um, it this I can't get it off right now because I don't want to break this while I'm doing this. But there's this thing that slides off here, and you can put cards in here, like like a. XT cards. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's like an ISA slot, but it yeah. is a proprietary Tandy connector. And Ooh, I, Tandy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I have on order an adapter. So there's an adapter where I can install oh, right. actual ISA slots. ISA. Yeah. Exactly. I can install two ISA cards in the back of this thing. Mm-hmm. See the slots right here? Is it got? Um, is it just PC beeper sound, or has it got some kind of sound card built in? There's no sound card. It's all speaker. It's all just no, like right. little okay. built-in speaker. Um, you can install a sound card in it if you want to. I mean, it's just like any yeah. PC. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- I bought a ton of accessories for this thing, including a memory card because it only comes with 256k, but you can, you know, you can expand it up to one meg. So yeah. I have a memory so card. Six- so what's that? Six forty, and then Correct. the remainder. Yep. Yeah, in fast. Uh, was it extended RAM? Was it? That's right. Oh. Yep, yep. And then I also bought with that a um, CF card hard drive solution. So oh, nice. It yeah. goes into a slot. I can install a CF card. I also bought an RS two three two. So here's the machine itself. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. Tim. I just realized I wasn't sharing, never. I wasn't sharing our video the whole time. Yeah, so, so this thing weighs. Yeah, you were. I could, I could see it. I'm yeah. exercising, oh, okay. so like this thing weighs a metric ton. It's not all that yellowed either. It's it's survived relatively well, isn't it? So I'm about halfway clean. I've I've about halfway done cleaning this. I cleaned the exterior, but mm-hmm. I I need to do the keyboard next. Um, I didn't want to take put that apart, but I cleaned it with a like a like a magic eraser basically on the outside and it got really clean. Um, nice. so you want to he, put that out in the Californian sun. Exactly. <laughs> and then I also got this little go tech to replace the five and a quarter, but check, check this out, Tim, this is a go tech drive, but it is built into a 3d printed case that looks like a five and a quarter inch drive. I like that. Yeah. Now it that didn't. Works. It didn't come in beige. <laughs> which, <laughs> I know. When are they going to make beige three uh, D printing filament? Yeah, exactly. So this came in black. So I could paint it, or I could just install it as black, and I probably will. But yeah, the truth is, I actually have um, a cable that this can plug into the back of it, uh, it with a cable, so it can be drive number two, and yeah. still boot everything off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, oh. so with the memory card, the CF card hard drive. I have so much stuff that's inbound right now for this. It hasn't arrived yet. So another thing is getting this to work. The video output is composite, which looks horrible, by the way. So wow. a, there is a composite port on this. And then CGA. And okay. I don't have anything at home to do CGA. So so has it got the 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 the, the standard D type connector on the back? It's a Is nine it? it's a nine pin. Is it not? It's nine pin. So will that not go into one of your Commodore monitors then? If I get the right cable and I got to find right. something like okay. that, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to hunt that down. Adapters. So I'm going to have to get an adapter. <laughs> now I did buy a cable. Or Cody to wire a cable. <laughs> so I actually bought a, an adapter that goes from CGA to VGA. Uh-huh. Like it's a little thing, a dongle that plugs on the back here. And then I bought the cables to go from my PVM to VGA. And I'm still a waiting for all acronyms. that to come in. 
And so it, it is quite of a hassle because I don't have a CGA CRT for this. So, so I, does that run st- standard DOS or has it got yep. a proprietary nope. Tandy DOS? It's do- no. Nope. It's propri- It's a regular old DOS, Microsoft DOS. Yeah. So I think it shipped with like a very old one, but you can run 6.22 on it. So I was going to say it's probably 3.2 or something like that, wasn't it? That, the one that, that shipped that with it. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, so it does work though. I've with the composite, I can test everything, and it's working perfectly. Very cool. Um, I'll probably have to recap it at some point, but otherwise, yeah. I have this, and I'm really excited to get it up and running. And I'm, I'm just buying stuff left and right to try to get it up and running. But yeah. um, speaking of being excited, Cody, <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about something I picked up, Eric. Yeah, what is that? But it's not terribly exciting to talk about because you already picked one up. So, well, I think it's still exciting. It's exciting to me. I'm excited. I got a uh, 8-bit Doe arcade stick because I got jealous of yours. Yeah, that is my item. So, let me t- tell us about this. I mean, tell us what you think of it because I love this thing. So, I do. I do love. It. I love that it's weighted. Yeah, it is weighted. I yep. love that it's got some heft to it. Yep. Um, I love the little three-position clicky switches at the top. Yep. That allow you to put it into, like, switch mode or, or X input, which is, like, you know, generic Raspberry Pi or Windows yep. input. Yep. Um, so what do, they, what do they weight that down with? Has that got ground-up Atari Jaguars in the base? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Look at that. It is. It is. Look at that beauty. You send in a box of uh, broken dreams, and they crush it down and turn it into <laughs> heft. Um, All the Coleco visions I've bought that I haven't been able to repair, yeah. they're on the it's, bottom. It's of the that. Coleco Adam, isn't it? It's just one Coleco Adam yep. in the bottom. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I love it. The one thing that I just haven't been able to get around yet to this point, and this goes with kind of not just this stick, but I am a use. I'm used to the American arcade buttons, which are HAP. Yep, they are convex. Rather than, I oh know, they're concave rather than convex. These are convex on here. Yep. These are like the Japanese Sanwa style. Yeah. They're very delicate. They I mean, are. they can take a beating, don't get me wrong, but like pressing them, it's very delicate. They're responsive, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the stick is also very delicate. That I'm used to like hearing clicks and like yeah. forcing mm-hmm. things to happen. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard. For, I'm just not used to these like uh, dainty controls. Well, like, you're American. I, American. American. I think I've said it before, but that very much bears the same resemblance to the NES Advantage stick, especially the actual stick itself. And from just the look of you moving it there, Cody, it looks very, very similar. It does. Buttons are different on the NES Advantage, but the stick very much the same. The the give and take of the the, uh, Advantage buttons are very much American. They're chunky, and they push them, and they click. Yeah. Yeah. So the beauty is that down the road, if you want, you can swap all those parts out. I mean, they, they make it very easy to mod that thing. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I, I don't regret the purchase at all. I love that thing. I absolutely love that thing. So, I mean, even if you, like, think, well, I've got to spend more money to do that, the cool thing is it's still going to be a weighted system with the electronics in it to com- to connect to anything yeah. you want, and you could just replace the joystick I'll keep or it. I mean, it's, it's, I'll get used to it, and from everyone I've ever talked to, Sanwa is the way to go. If you're trying to be, like, accurate in your game. Yeah. That is the way to go. Well, you know, so I'll get there. I just it's more me training myself to it rather than right. When I, when I bought it, I was like, okay, I'm buying this because I can mod it. I can add a joystick I want. I can add buttons of whatever I want. And then after playing it and using it, I'm it's like, fine. I like it. I actually like. I, I got used to it and I like it. 
Yep, absolutely. So you've got a, um, a, a device here, Eric, okay. which is super cool. So I've been on the hunt because I'm on, I am mobile um, a lot more these days because my kids are all in sports and I'm driving around a lot and I'm waiting. I decided I wanted to get a new mobile device emulator, a new mobile emulator device, so I could play the games we need to on the podcast, but from remote, okay? Gotcha. So I, I did my research, and I found the two best ones out right now are the Retroid Pocket 2 or the Ambernick RG351M. Those are both very exciting names. Exactly. These people that come up with these names. <laughs> now, the M stands for metal. The P version of this is plastic, and that's really the only significant difference between the two. One has an aluminum... Um, and you got the aluminum. You got the metal. I got the metal one, and the other one was plastic. And the reason I did that is also the other difference is this one has a Wi-Fi chip in it. Typically, the P model does not have a Wi-Fi chip. It's okay. there, There's no connectivity. I mean, there's a whole story. The early models had a Wi-Fi chip, but they had interference with the actual... Whenever there was network traffic, it would cause static on the speakers. Gotcha. So they discontinued the Wi-Fi chip, and they just had it... The P version just had no Wi-Fi chip. This one has Wi-Fi, and it has the aluminum, which I guess people were complaining that the plastic version had flex to it. Huh. Like, they'd be playing it, and they could feel like body sag is what they would, would explain body it Body sag? As. Body sag. That means something different from where, where, what my history. <laughs> so, I was actually leaning for the Retroid Pocket 2 because I'm a big Android fan, but then I read that this one has premium controls, buttons... Two analog sticks, D-pad, and so I decided to just go with the premium controls, and I'm glad I did because this thing feels very weighty. And that is sexy. And now the, the the SD card came with like an operating system installed on there, which I tried to get. Uh, one thing I really wanted to get running on this was it does all the typical emulators, but it does a lot of the more um, the higher end bit emulators like Dreamcast. Um, N64, PS1. It goes all the way up to those and plays those super well. Um, it d- didn't play Saturn very well. I tested some Saturn games because I wanted to play one of our Saturn's battles. Saturn's going to be hard, yeah. It, it did not play that well. And a couple of Dreamcast games don't play super well either. But PS1 and N64 are dead on. They, they play great. And all the Dreamcast game the ones I played actually do really well. Um but I had to switch operating systems from the one that shipped with that to the 351 ELEC, E-E-L-E-C. Okay. And that one allowed me to literally drag and drop all the Pico 8 files into a folder, and Pico 8 works. So That's awesome. Pico 8, th- this probably is the definitive handheld to play Pico 8 games. Okay, I can see that. I mean, it. the screen is bright and beautiful. The battery is... Um, the battery lasts a long time. I've only recharged this once since I've had it. It's gorgeous. The screen's very bright and clear. Um, the And feel those controls. The analog thing, the D-pad, they are all tight and clicky and work really well. The shoulder buttons are clicky, which um, gives a good tactile feel to it. I mean, this is the premium system to get, and it's only like about 100 bucks, About 100, 100 bucks, 110 bucks. It's one yeah. of those... Listen, it's straight from China. I think you're spending my money right now. Yeah, it's straight from China, but it 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 you can find a lot of USA sellers, so the shipping is fast on it. 
it it, it is an amazing handheld, nice. super high quality controls, um, and there are multiple operating systems to try out if you don't like one or the other. But so far, I mean, this one I've I've been totally it's happy. Got a good with. weight to it. It's got a good heft. has a very good weight heft, to it. Yes. and like I. Um, for for our battle of the systems this month, we're going to be talking about Colin Ray, Colin McRae Rally. Yeah, I threw this on there and yeah. tested it with PS One. It it's a dream. It works perfectly. Awesome. So like awesome. I, I was playing PS One games and it has PSP emulator. It has like too many emulators to talk about. I mean, there's so many emulators on this thing. Um, so that's the was it the M. This An- is this yeah, say it. Say it correctly. Anbernick RG thirty five one M. Correct, and that is their top of the line right now. So that you're not going to get any better from them on this. I cannot. I cannot say that. I just keep saying Amberdick. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Amberdick. It's Amberdick. That, it's that an sounds Am- like yeah. a beer. There we go. <laughs> Amberdick. That is cool. That so, is so, anyway, so what was that? That was that was a hundred bucks, was it? It was about I think I because I bought a, a, um, an SD card that was larger in it. It was about a hundred and ten or hundred fifteen. I and in my segment I talk about this. This is what my Eric's take is about. Don't do that. <laughs> buy the shittiest, cheapest. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, you have to beep that. <laughs> I'll out. have to beep that one out. Um, <laughs> buy the crappiest SD card, the lowest end one you can, and just replace it with a premium one because the one it ships with is horrible. Gotcha. I mean, it's very bad. Okay. So um, do that, and you'll get it for about a hundred bucks, a little over a hundred bucks. Um, and I feel bad. I think that's the first time I've really sweared on the show. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, man. It, it's I've, been a long time. It's, it's better than some of the stuff you have said that I didn't censor. <laughs> so there's no worries. <laughs> um, so the next item I'm on the list here is one for me, and yeah. I'll be straight up. I haven't received it yet, so I don't have a lot to say about it. But I ordered an Atari Vox. Okay. Which is a little sound module that was made recently that you can buy on um, AtariAge.com. Okay. And it adds a speech capability to your Vectrix and Atari systems. Oh, cool. Which is really, really kind of nice. cool. So it plugs into the cartridge port or it, something? It plugs the... into the DB9 um, joystick cable, like, like one of the joy- joystick ports. On the so Vectrix? And the Vectrix, it goes into port two. Oh, wow. And it makes voices come out of your speaker that's magically amazing. now of course it doesn't do it with old games it does it with modern stuff with the like new stuff yeah stuff sure. people are coming out with so sure. i have one of those coming but i don't have a lot to say about it yet so i'm excited i, I, so never, that, I that, never heard of it so does that tie in with the the last uh was it Warblade? Has you, that got speech on it? Yeah, Vector Blade. It does. Um, Vector Blade. I have, that's it. I have not heard um, it yet uh, because I don't have the device. So I will. I have a few games that that will add speech to, and then I am also going to do the same thing on my uh, Atari systems. That's cool. Yeah, I'm even, looking forward to that. I think even the 2600 has some voice samples in some of the modern games that you can use. Okay. Good stuff. Tim, you have something uh, something on the YouTube's. Yes. What is that? Um, is <laughs> the Sam Coupe video. Uh, many, many, many hours of <laughs> work went into this Sam Coupe video. I could tell. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I, I, Do you know what? I really enjoyed making it. It was a lot of hard work, but I really did enjoy this. Um, it was a good excuse for me to really, um, I don't know, get warm and fuzzy with the Sam Coupe. 
um and yeah i th- i think it it turned out all right um we've had nice few comments on uh twitter and also on youtube yeah um and yeah i just i just really enjoyed doing that video um i again i don't know if the listeners have um listened or watched to it yet um but if you haven't subscribed to us um i would i would imagine i would recommend going out onto our youtube channel uh, the pixel guide and youtube channel and subscribing to that cody's done some awesome videos as well i've done nothing um, <laughs> i've done nothing eric, eric has done nothing i'm so a video far, idiot yeah. i have not done anything but i will so but but i do want everyone to like lick subscribe ring the bell <laughs> ding the dong pet the dog I, pet the dog i have no idea what it is on the youtubes but do but all I, the things do it all yeah. do all the things yeah. please we need it please all right. So what what did you guys think to the Sam Coupe then? What what, oh, what about the games and that sort of thing? So I haven't watched a video yet, I'm going to be honest, but I'm okay. going to. But I listened to the the audio in the car the, the other day when it when it was first out. It makes me want to buy the Sam Coupe. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds so awesome. I I loved the segment you had and it it's one of those systems that I keep hearing about all the time, but like I don't I never know any and you're your audio part like completely cleared up what it was and what it did yeah. and and all the devices it was very clear and concise and i really i just haven't had time to sit down and watch the video and I, i'm going to do that this weekend for sure but cool. um cool. i love the way it looks i mean i think the, yeah, it's the pretty, system is it's, pretty awesome it's a classy looking bit of kit yep this beer yeah. is thick yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is thick. Eric is taking his time on this one. Because this thing is thick. It's hard to Tim, this is hard to swallow. Yeah. I mean yeah, it tastes it, it, it does I like the flavor, but man, it is hard to get through. So Tim yeah. this it's, it's like a pint of Guinness, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we already had Guinness earlier. This was that was much easier oh, right. to drink. We did. Um so uh executive decision live here on, on, on air. Yeah. Uh Tim, this your video will be our video for the month because I ran into the same thing the last three months putting these videos together, and I just can't keep up with life and the rest of the show. Yeah. So yeah. my Vectrix video will actually come out next month, and yeah. you can take a break. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll still keep yeah. releasing uh, videos, you know, monthly or more on on the YouTube channel. And maybe so. I'll still like be tinkering with it, trying to figure out what the what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I the um, the Vectrex. I'm. I'm constantly looking at for at the moment. I'm for the want of a better word, I'm jonesing for one of those. There you go. <laughs> well, if you if so you, I, I I will get one eventually. Well, I know how you can get one. It has something to do with uh, here. I'll 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 highlight it here for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I have a massive pile of ZX Spectrum Plus twos. Well, not massive pile, but um, hang on, I'll just go and show you. A substantial pile, I think, would be the word uh, I would use. I haven't seen them yet. I can hear them clinking in the background. That is, yeah, roughly four or five. (laughs) One. It's it's actually there's uh, three. Three Three? Three in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're all they're all in in various states. Oh man, that one's missing its uh, giblets. That's a Vectrix right there. You get those things fixed up and sold. (laughs) 
yeah yeah exactly um Do one you... of them i've kind of i kind of got working but um it was a ram fault so i managed to swap over a couple of the ram chips um which is quite a common thing with that where you get you turn it on and you get sort of like the black screen and the white bars on the screen and all that sort of stuff so i think it was ic24 and ic26 i managed to swap over on that um got that is that specific done. but but the the screen is just coming up uh really really dark uh, so I think the there's a, a video processor chip or something like that, which is the TEA2000. So I'm probably going to try and swap that one out. Not a cap? Um, no, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at that. But, Tim, yeah, Tim, some of the other ones are even worse. <laughs> are Vectrex hard to find in the UK? They're, well, they're 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 available. You can get them, but. Um, you know that they go for absolute minimum absolute minimum these days of 300 pounds okay um and the the ones that kind of have got games there's there's one i've got my eye on which is um uh which is the vetrex two controllers about four or five games and the light pen Ooh, that's a good lot um and that's that's like I think it's around about 500, Ooh. 600 oh, pounds. It'll, it'll go higher but, than that. Yeah. Well, no, it's actually on a buy it now on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, a lot, though. Like, it's a lot of money, but I'm thinking I'm probably not really going to want that light pen. Nope. Um, so you could sell so that to defer the cost. sell that. And maybe the second controller, because those go for some... That's about 150 well. so bucks that, per controller. Yeah, so that might offset offset some of that stuff. But the problem is, is I always have best intentions of selling stuff, and I never do. So <laughs> I'm like, no, until I can actually really afford to say, right, I've got that 500, and if I don't sell any stuff, it's not going to make any difference, then I, I, can't, I can't justify it at the moment. But yeah... And uh, Dogecoin isn't really being our friend at the moment. No, it's, hot. So. it's hopped up the last few days. It's hopped up the last <laughs> oh, few days. Oh, it's up a bit. Oh, right. not, okay. not enough, though. Yep. Yeah. If I had cashed in, I could have got two Vectrex, but um, exactly. yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> it'll get back. Well, yeah, it to the moon. So my next, uh, my next thing is going to be quick, because this isn't a retro, really, thing, other than that. Oh, it's inspired. It's inspired. Some of it is inspired. So my son uh, got an Xbox Series X for Christmas. So he wasn't playing his PS4, and he kicked it down to me. Like, it's funny that my son would kick the video game system down to me, but... Up to you? Up to me. Is it down to me? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he said he, I, I took over his PS4, basically, and so I've, I've changed. In fact, I need to get your... I need to join your... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Your dealio so that we can do some online stuff. Um. But I went. I went to like GameStop and a couple other places to buy some of. I wanted just exclusive PS4 yeah. games. Like I don't need to get Xbox Ones or whatever. And through some of my research, I found that some of the best games. I got three. I, I bought three, and I want to get through these games before I buy any more. But I got Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider Man, and Street Fighter Five Championship Edition, which is this is the one I brought just to show you. Fight! Fight! Fight. Oh, I get it. You lose. Um, and I'm really eager to get on this, but I haven't started playing it yet because I, I am pl- I am playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and it is freaking awesome. Um, I, I I love that game. It is really really good. So like I'm still playing. I it. enjoyed a good like 15 hours of it, and then I t- I just tired out. Really? Yeah. So you played it? Yeah. Oh man, I am like loving it. I love That's it. Cool. Uh, like I'm 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 
collecting that medicinal herbs. You know, I'm I mean, to be, to that. be fair, I probably put about 15 hours into the Breath of the Wild, wild and I tired out. So. Yeah. So, and I may very well, you know me, I mean, I'm probably a, for good for another five or 10 hours and I'm going to be like, all right, I've seen it. All. <laughs> and so I'll move on. But, but my son played and beat, he never played Horizon Zero Dawn, but he played and beat Spider-Man. I heard that was great. So I'm going to play that one next. And then he has the Miles Morales one. I'll play that one. And then Street Fighter Five. I just want to get on there just so I can start getting good at it because I love Street Fighter. Fighting so, game. Terrible. Yep. So. Fighting game. Anyway, that's it for me. I've only tried one uh, new game and uh, for the most part. Yep. And I've been wanting to do it because I love Studio Ghibli movies. Yes. Yes, me too. And uh, does. Yeah, they're great. And so I finally, even though I've wanted this for a long time, I finally got Nino no Kuni on the Switch. Yeah. Which is like a JRPG Studio Ghibli did you game. get the physical or digital? No, I got. Nice. I did got. I did get digital. You got the digital because I keep seeing the physical one at Best Buy, and it's not that expensive. Yeah, I would probably prefer to have the physical. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I started it, and it's definitely. I mean, the animation that they have in there is definitely Studio Ghibli, and even when you're doing the overworld stuff, it looks very Studio Ghibli. How's the game so far, though? The, the game itself, I'm. Ju- I mean, it's one of those things where I've played about two and a half hours, and I'm just starting to play gameplay. Yeah. Because you're watching kinda, all the... Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's Studio yeah. Ghibli, so it's still good. I'm still enjoying it, and I'm going to... What's the age rating on that? Uh, Disney? I don't know. Peggy 12. It's, it's Yeah, children are just fine. Peggy 12. Oh, right. okay. That's your question. Cool. Yeah, there's no, it's nothing adult at all. Hmm. Okay, I have to look that one up. Although I always get a kick. I always get a kick, and I understand why. Whenever they make these pretend worlds... Yeah. Like, oh, this magical world where there's these crazy creatures or whatever. And you're like, and look at this interesting new uh, species, right? And uh, they have bizarre accents, and they're Scottish. <laughs> so, like, it happens every time. It's like, no, we know that accent. Every weirdo is a Scottish person. Well, yeah. They take- Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and capture, capture that sound effect for future use. <laughs> um, you walk up to them, and they're like, you want the wee bit of the creature? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I just think it's funny that they're like, this weird fantasy species and this, they have a Scottish accent. You're like, all right, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to make up a whole new accent. I get it. That would take a lot of time and effort. But and the Scottish accent is so alien. We'll, just, we'll go it Scottish. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, last one for us, Tim. Bring us home hard here. Yep, so uh, just touched on this briefly earlier. Um, we've obviously got our YouTube channel. Um, we're yeah. putting tons and tons of work into these videos. So if you are a Pixel Guide and listener, please, please, please subscribe to the channel and um, watch some of the videos. We're going to be, like Cody said, we're going to be putting up some more really cool stuff on there. Um, so yes, please subscribe and um Leave your comments. We'd love to hear back from you about the videos. Good or bad, doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we'd love to see those comments on YouTube. Um, yep, that's it from me, really, on that. Yep, you, you got to ring the bell, yank the chain, <laughs> pull the plunger. And then you have to su- support the sponsors. Eric! Yeah, uh, the sponsor, Did Retro you? Rewind. Dot C-A. Yeah. We'd love for you guys to take a look over there. If you are repairing a Commodore computer, this is the place you got to go, Eric. Yeah. They've got parts over there at RetroRewind.ca, um, such as edge connectors. Yep. 
You got those old rusty edge connectors on your Commodore, or, or like me, you've got a, a garage full of extra random Commodores you've collected that don't work? That's right. And you want to get them fixed? Yep. Cap kits, edge connectors, they got them over there at RetroRewind.ca. They even have those little pieces of paper that go in your floppy drive to keep them uh, from getting dusty while the head, you The heads them. from getting banged up. Yeah. It's and up. as we call them over here, spam guards. It stops you getting spam in your hard drive, in your disk drive. Spam guards. Spam guards. <laughs> hey, Tim, did you know that if you put in the discount code PG10, guess what you get? You get 10% discount. Dude, you got it. It's, Bam. It's you almost like discount. he knows uh, this website and how, yeah. how, how well the show would love to help you save some money. RetroRewind.ca slash PixelGuiden. And you're set. You just put in PG-10, you're good to go. So are you saying that not only does listening to Pixel Gaiden cheer you up, improve your life wholly, but you can actually save money as well? Yeah. You, the more money you spend, the more money you save. And That's the, more, the way I get it. And the more part, That's blowing my mind. And the more parts you buy in fixing up those old C64s, yep. you sell them on, you buy Vectrix. That's Boom. right. Boom. Free you'd be, Vectrix. You'd be set up. Done. <laughs> and Tim, you missed this part of the show, but I sent my CD32 to Frank at Retro Rewind. He it took forever to get there, my fault for shipping, but he got it. He turned it around in one day. One day, he 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 recapped it, sent it back to me. I just got it two days one day ago. Two days ago it was one day, right? A very small number of days ago. Very small number of days, and it it's awesome. Works great, and he kept me in the loop the whole time. She sent me pictures of the capacitors that were not doing well, and that is a service he supplies now, which I don't think anyone else in the U.S. that I know of. I mean, he's in Canada, but there's no other place where you could go there and get your Commodore stuff recapped by somebody, by a professional. Eric, don't mention it. Don't mention it, because as soon as you mention it, everyone's going to be sending their Commodore kit over to him, and we're never going to get a look in. You're going to have to wait a month to get something recapped. Don't mention it. Well, I already got my CD32 <laughs> done, so I'm done. He, he's I, got I, it done. I, he I'm just good. wants to make sure people save their 10% by using promo code PG10. At exactly. Yes. Hey, guys. Yeah. I think it's time for us to hop into six good games. No, 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 no. No. No, it's not. <laughs> battle that? of the systems. Battle of the systems. <laughs> battle of the systems. <laughs> battle of the systems. <laughs> I think I think we did that last month. You know what? Our sponsor is so proud to, to sponsor exactly. such a professional. He's like, what is this schlock? <laughs> we are we are such slick and professional put together, aren't Oof. we? Cody Cody's like Anchorman. He just reads those notes. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey Tim, what is our battle on today? Uh, it's two games as usual, and we have Colin McRae Rally mm-hmm. on the PlayStation original ps1 or playstation one whatever you want to call it and sega rally on the sega saturn Mm -hmm. so you would think hey these are both cd based 32-bit rally games yes you would think that these are probably going to be very similar let's go ahead and dive into that let's let's go ahead and debunk that who who has the hard facts (laughs) today is that uh i do i I have hard facts no 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 you go ahead 
Tim, you got them? No, no, I, I, I don't have any hard facts this I have, time. I have dry, boring, <laughs> hard facts. You guys ready? That's what we do here on Pixel Guy Dan. So which one are we starting with? Let's start with Colin McRae. Excellent. So uh, but show this to Tim on the cameras here. I've got the real deal. Colin McRae Rally on the PS1. This is the NTSC yeah. version. I think Tim's seeing the... Uh, oh, look, see at, oh, look, look at, at that. that. See, that's the Sega Saturn version. I don't have that one, so... No, that's, that's Sega Rally. Yeah, so take a look at this one, Tim. You see this one? Yep. All right. Yep. Colin McRae Rally. Colin McRae Rally! See, are you not seeing my screen, Tim? Yep, I, I can't see you. I don't need I you to see, see me. Them when you, well, I, I need to see you. I miss you, man. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dry stats. You ready? Developer, Codemasters, yeah. and Spellbound. And I, it's mainly known by Codemasters. Um, yeah. The publisher is a Codemaster. Uh, there's a whole series for Colin McRae, Rally, and Dirt. Platforms. This was on PlayStation, Microsoft Windows, and the Game Boy Color. I didn't know that. Wow. Game Boy yeah. Color. GBC. Um, the release for the PlayStation in, you know in, in Europe was July 1999. That's when you would have gotten it, Tim. You were in Europe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, he's not. <laughs> what? We're not in Europe anymore. The UK. Oh, that's Brexit. Oh, Brexit. <laughs> Even screwed you that up. My goodness. Um, North America. Screwed things up. It released in North America. Wow. A while later, 30, the January thirty first, two thousand. Um, genres. It's a racing game mode, single player. Does it have multiple modes like that? Does it have it's have a two player game? I'm looking at the stats and I I'm not seeing no, it. No, I don't no, think so. I, don't, I, I think, think it's just Colin single player. I think it's game. just single player. Yep. Yeah. Um yep. that's all for the stats for this game. Boom. Boom. Done. So basically it's a rally game then. It so, is a rally game. So really quick, just to make sure, because not everybody are, are, are into cars Correct. as we kind of are here. Yeah. Either for video game or real car purposes. Mm-hmm. But rally racing is a style of racing and it's it's very specific and it's yeah. very cool yes and it is uh typically hot hatchbacks flying uh through different types of terrain down a timed um path right it could be snow it could be mud it could be pavement it could be gravel it could be multiple different ones correct. it could be a section yeah. uh, different sections of all yep. um and and this is a real thing i mean the yep. rally cars exist i know in america in particular people don't know a lot about rally that's true um so essentially it's completely time trial so they they wave a checkered flag one car goes and they're timing that car two different uh stages and the car will do the whole stage and then the next car will go and the next car will go and the next car will go and they'll add those times together and they'll do a few stages a day and they'll do more yeah. the next day, and they'll keep adding them. Now, what's crazy about it is the drivers, of course, have their helmets and everything on. They're going as fast as they dare while they're sliding around on these loose terrains, and they've got um, uh, somebody next to them. Uh, what's the name of it, Tim? The uh, the person sitting next to them? The co-driver, this- um, and they read pace notes. So they're quite literally saying, like, the, the, they're up uh, the next ni- turn 90, 90 left yeah um, but they're and, not uh, from what i understand they're not in the car though right oh they're, they're in, in the car yes, I, thought they they are. Were, I thought they yes. were in the radio no they're physically no, in the car no, next to the driver okay yep yeah they're, they're basically there's the, you could call them a co-driver or you could call them the uh the pace notes um but essentially what they do is on the rally they 
before they actually do the rally course, they recce the whole rally and they basically write those pace notes down. So as you're, as you're driving along, you're, you're going to go to the left, to the right. And then there's a degree that's an announced of that particular corner. So if the severity it's a, a, of the corner, a small, a small corner, just a very small radius, you'll say, you know, easy, easy, right, easy left. Um, and then, it, it, this is the difference with Colin McRae is that in the actual rally, a lot of the times they actually say the degrees of the corner. So, um, you know, a, a hard 90 right or something like that. Yeah. Um, whereas on this one, they say um, between one through square seven. right, square left, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So you, you, you basically what the what the pace notes are doing is preempting you because you're going so fast over such loose terrain and all that sort of thing. You basically you need to know where you're going, especially the the ones that are. Uh, the degrees of the corner are important but also the things like don't cut so what that basically means is don't cut the corner because there's a sharp, sheer drop off or something along those lines along the road um so those pace notes are essential because the stages are so long it's not like um like this one we've got this first stage on the screen there is 4.9 kilometers long so it's not like just going round a racetrack and you know that track around and round and round and round after so many laps um so you, and it's, yeah, it's, it's almost new. impossible to memorize the whole you know every stage of a whole rally and that's what's um, so crazy about that co-driver is they're physically in the car like calmly yes. giving things saying like yeah don't cut otherwise we'll both fall off a cliff and die together yeah and yeah, and, exactly. and they go off the, they go off and they hit trees and they roll and the co-driver is yep. just at the mercy of the driver while they're trying to basically look in their lap and do everything we weren't supposed to do as kids which is yep. like on a swervy road trying to play a Game Boy or something like that. Like, they're just looking yeah. in their lap the whole time while going yeah. way too fast yeah. down these tight turns. Rallying Crazy. is an awesome skill. We have rally schools over here. So um, and I think uh, my wife, Don, has actually done a rally course um, where she drove a rally car around. Um, That's awesome. Too far away, I think. Um, that would be but fun. Yeah. So anyway, yes, rally is kind of like a unique thing. It's very, very European, I guess, more than anything, because um, although there's a lot of world rallies, but a lot of it, you know, happens around the European areas. Um, but anyway, carry on, Cody. But you're not part of the European. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no. you're we'll an island. There. Island all your own. <laughs> <laughs> we so anyway, I just want to explain rally. So anyways, I will say Colin McRae rally. Yeah. Um, is a very good representation of the sport, I would say, for the most part. I think very good, yeah. One one of the best representations of the sport. I think. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that this became the Dirt Series, which has gone on to become bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep, definitely. Um, what I, that, the, one, the first negative thing I will say about it is it's very clear that they took Colin, Monroe, Colin McRae himself yeah. to do the, yeah. the talking over some of this. Um, he is not a voice actor. He's very no, he's not. He's very boring and very monotone and they really should have just picked somebody else. <laughs> no, I, I completely disagree oh, on that because okay, okay. I, I think I think Colin adds the authenticity to it and he's uh, he was always a very straight playing you know m monotone scottish person um but that was that's the the charm of the man that's that's how he was see um, they so should have i would i would strongly disagree with that i think right. that adds authenticity to the game and for me personally you know i can understand what you're saying there from someone who's probably a little bit more detached from that side of things yeah. but but personally i think it's brilliant because it also has a 
a legacy for Colin himself because unfortunately he passed away, yeah. uh, taken away too soon from us. Um, but um, yeah, he I'm he's just, he's a, a top top guy. I'm and, just coming yeah. from like when I play video games, I think crazy taxi. Well, and then yeah, we hop yeah. into this rally car. It's like, all right, we're gonna test your skills coming up here, and um, we're gonna want to push it really hard. And if you don't, I'm gonna tell you that wasn't so good. No, Thank he's, you, he's Colin. Just telling it, he's telling it like it is, man. <laughs> See, they should have had that, like James Bond guy, do it, right? Sean, uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. Sean, have Sean Your Connery driving do it. is abysmal. Yeah, have Sean Connery do it. He would have been you, excellent. What do you think about the gameplay, uh, Eric? I well, I and I have the original right here. The gameplay for me is excellent. I had this game back in the day on the PS One. I knew nothing about rally racing. This taught me everything I know about rally racing. Okay. Yep. And um, I thought the graphics were one of the best of the generation. Like, I I was like, I was amazed at the detail of the road and the little ditches and cliffs that you drive by. Um, I, this, this, honestly, this is the first rally game and like the one that taught me everything I know about it. And I loved it. Um, I went through every single part of this. Um, I I rode I, I drove in every mode in this, like whether it was the championship or the rally school or whatever. Um, absolutely love this, and I and revisiting this, I remembered all the old good times I had, just sitting in my crappy little apartment and playing my PlayStation One game, and like this is amazing. This is an amazing game, and I think it's worth noting uh, that this is. An early version, but a great example of a um, simulation rather than absolutely arcade. This is not uh, arcade. This is, this is more yeah. simulation. So you're not. You're not. It doesn't look <clears throat> terribly exciting sometimes when you're watching it because it's not terribly fast looking because it's it's real. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're holding the gas and you go around a turn that's a three, you're gonna fly off the road and you're gonna land in some grass and it'll slow you down it's going to hurt your time yep and that's yeah. about the you've, you've got to you've got to learn the car controls you've got to learn how to control the slide into the corners and it varies on the different uh, surfaces that you've got as well so you've got the tarmac you've got the loose gravel you've got the mud and then you've then got wet conditions to add into that and also I, I, you've got snow conditions as well later on, haven't you? On the, yeah. on the like on the Monte Carlo rally and all that sort of stuff. You, yep, you'll be in the snow. Oh, yeah. the one that gave me the hardest time was the dark because yeah. I couldn't yeah. see very far in front of me. And it's an that excellent was, effect. That though. was hard. Um, yeah. From what yeah. I and from what I remember, and I think this is in my notes here, it there was almost like sixty courses, uh, yeah. stages. Yeah, stages. Yeah. I mean, stages, th- yeah. it's pretty amazing. I mean, this game There's has a lot so of... much. And when you start a race, you can adjust the parameters of your car. Like you can yeah, fine tune the suspension, the speed, the acceleration. It has a lot of fine tuning of the vehicle. So, I mean, there is a lot of little tinkering you can do. There's different camera views in the cockpit. It's either, yeah, it, it, kind of in front of the car or behind the car is kind of the, the two yeah. views, if I remember. And that, that car tuning is absolutely essential if you want to get really deep into the game. 
um, because you've got to match your car to the conditions that the set the tires the suspension the acceleration so if you've got a really tight twisty course you need to change the acceleration on your car so it goes quicker out of the corners corners lower top speed of course but you accelerate out of corners so if you've got like a, a stage with a lot of hairpins so which are um you know literally just sort of like u-turns you come turning back on yourself if you don't know that term yeah um you've got to have that quick acceleration out the corner and even even on the rally school when you when you first start out on the rally school once you get into the expert level to clear those later those those later um couple of last couple of stages you really do need to fine tune your car just a little bit just to get that um uh those um extra few seconds out of the car to actually complete the stage right Man, we didn't really have Lancers here in the U.S., did we? We did. We did. They weren't very popular, but... No, they weren't. I had a friend during this time era that had a Subaru WRX, and I love those cars. I think they're amazing. Like I, I That's lo- the Impreza. Yeah, the, yeah Impreza. the Impreza. I would love to actually yeah. get a WRX Impreza someday. I mean, that era of WRX was amazing. I love um, it. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre because, yeah, you pretty, even though they are based on the same car, they really had the Lancer, and then you had the WRX. Yeah. I mean, it really was that. And then, I'm sorry, not the Lancer. The, you had the, the Impreza and the WRX, yeah. and then you had the Lancer and the Evo. Yeah. Yeah, which, that's right. Which, in, from my opinion, similar to you, Eric, it was like three or four years later before the Evo really caught on the way the WRX did. Right. For whatever reason. Correct, yeah. Over here. Yeah, yeah. Um. I thought the WRX mm. was a cool. My friend had one, and I was like, I was so like, I wanted one of those cars, but at the time they were pretty pricey. But they've they've got the other cars in there as well. So this is the other thing about it is you've got so you've got the Subaru Impreza, which is you know uh, Colin is famous for driving, um, but also you've got the Ford Escort RS in there, which is just an RS is the rally sport brand for Ford, um, and that is just an awesome car to drive. And even the Skoda, the little Skoda you start off out in in the rally school, that's a Skoda RS is uh, you know a, a machine in it just in itself. Um, so there's some really good cars in this. Um, but yeah, I, I love the Impreza. Um, and it, it's just brings back all that emotion of seeing that car going through the stage driven by Colin is just incredible, really. Um, and that's, that's one thing I really do like about this game is I've got that, that kind of like the connection where I used to sit and watch the rallies and, um, see Colin actually racing on this. It's just fantastic. So yeah, I absolutely love this game. And then, the, uh, the, so the gameplay itself, however, regardless of what mode you use, is pretty much you driving around these same stages, although there's a ton of stages. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. However, every once in a while, you'll get to a point where, and I couldn't tell you exactly when it happens, well, you'll do this um, side-by-side race. Well, that was in this yeah. one, right? Which is uh, special, uh, special, special stage. stages. Yeah. yeah. So that's normally where they bring the rally aspect to the arena yep so they will uh, bring the special stage into you know one sort of like big arena area they'll bring the crowd in and then you're actually racing a time trial against one of the other drivers so you're doing a side by side and then it's literally you know who first cross the line first fastest time sort of thing and in this game um, when you so, do that you're actually able to win new cars right yep 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 i won one <laughs> <laughs> i got one car <laughs> cool um so did you go through the rally school cody i know eric did i did i did i did easy and medium i don't think i did the hard right i I was able to get through it all i didn't even try the hard 
I just wanted to play yeah. the game, so after yeah. two, I'm like, all right, I'm off. I probably spent way too much time on it, because that, that <laughs> yeah. decreased my I, I, time. I'm the, the same. I, I, I was determined to get through Rally School. <laughs> yeah. And I and I didn't get perfect scores at all, but I passed no. everything, so. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, it's, cool. it's, it's really good. Such, so, a, such a solid race. A solid racer, solid rally game. Um, the, and, you know, for... For the PlayStation One with the graphics of the era, oh, it stands up still. It's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Solid, solid game. All right. So, um, out of fifty accidentally injured bystanders, okay, (laughs) fifty, okay, because Rally is known for people trusting the drivers way more than I would trust them through video to be there yeah yeah um, in, the, in this day and age of health and safety it's amazing still that that goes on but if you look at the pictures of some of the 80s rallies and all that sort of stuff literally people are standing on the track moments before the cars come along at you know 100 150 miles an hour or something ridiculous it's crazy yeah because that's so exciting and worth it um <laughs> out of 50 50 people what are we going to give this one gentlemen I'm going to give it a 42. 42. Okay. I think I have to go higher than that. I mean, I think I'm going to give it a 40. I'll give it a 45. Okay. Timmy? Cody? I am exactly the same as you. That's what 45. I just wrote down. Yeah. 45. The only thing I really honestly think could be better is just kind of extra modes where you're not just doing the exact same races. Yeah. But there's so many stages. And um, and it's kind of like a off-road <clears throat> or super off-road where the, you know how the yellow card always wins no matter what and you just hate it? Yeah. In this game, it's Colin McRae. Yeah. He's always yeah. on top yeah. and you can't catch him and yeah. you just try to get second. That's a win. That's right. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, really well done great game i've never actually played it until this time oh you haven't yeah it's really my first time playing this one yeah i played this back in the in the day and i it was one of my the first racing simulations that i played and i i loved it i thought it was amazing i i had this on the pc and i had um uh satek uh, steering wheel with force feedback oh, no. and oh, wow. pedals and all that sort of stuff and that's the whole yeah, deal it was it was epic it was brilliant i used to used to love playing that and i went um to one of the game shows over here in the uk and codemasters had a massive stand um and they had a big uh, like a simulator um, which was like built into uh, the Impreza rally car, um, and that that was brilliant as well. Just to sit there and sit That's in cool. there and play that game as well. That was that was really good. Very cool. Who wants to introduce the next so, one? Next, we've got um, on the Sega Saturn. We've got Sega Rally. Um, uh, Eric, have you got any dry stats on this one? I absolutely do. The developer was Sega AM3, which is a legendary developer within the sega organization they make a lot of arcade racing games yeah they're pretty amazing stuff publisher sega of course the director was kenji sasaki um let's see here they had a whole series called sega rally series this is sega rally championship in particular 1995 is the one we played um it was released in Japan on October 11th, 1994. North America, October 18th, 1994. So almost, almost the same time. Yeah. Um, Europe, October 25th, 1994. So 
back that back then you were part of the European Union, Tim. <laughs> Correct. Back then, 1994, you were. Um, it's a racing game. It has multiplayer modes. That's what it says here. I didn't play multiplayer, but yeah, I had two, two, yeah, one on I think top and bottom. And of course, this was in the arcades. It was on Sega Model Two. Colin McRae wasn't. That was the home stuff. I think this is that's a key point here because this is an arcade game at heart, whereas Colin Correct. McRae is a simulation game at heart. And all I can say about this game is game over. Yeah. <laughs> Sega, game over, yeah! Sega racing games are just known for their super cheesy yeah. uh, music call-outs. It's bizarre. When I played this... Sega Rally Championship. Yeah. Game over, yeah! Yeah! I love that. I mean, I want, to, I want that as a drop on our, on our, on our sound stuff. <laughs> but that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I love that. Game over, yeah! So when you start this one up, yeah. uh, you get the option of only two cars... That's that's right. Uh, you get to choose uh, basically if you want to do a rally or a basically um, practice, mm-hmm. and then you get to pick if you want manual transmission or automatic. That's it. Basically, do you want to press the button to change gears and worry about that, or do you not want to worry about that? I never do. The graphics on this one are definitely more arcadey. They look like all those Sega mid mid nineties Sega Sega arcade games. They look good though. They're good, yeah. be- and in large part because you're moving so fast. There's a good Correct. sense of speed. Yeah. yeah. That you don't have to look at them very long. They fly by you. <laughs> exactly. Um, fun fact about this game, uh, it also includes the uh, Toyota Celica, which is famously draw- driven by uh, a local, or a local, a, a fellow podcast member. Oh, who is that? Yes. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had one of these. I had the the, the, the WRC version. The, oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah his yeah. is all rallied yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It oh. was uh, it was an epic car. It was a Japanese import. Um, I, what do you? I can't remember what year I bought it now, but um, yeah, it was one of one of the most expensive cars I've ever bought. Um, in terms of you know the the timeline and all that sort, of, I think I paid about six and a half seven thousand pound for it um which was a fair bit back then and um yeah it was completely tricked out it had the dump valve so it went <laughs> yep yep um but that's, yeah it was yeah, it's a beautiful car that's Absolutely awesome amazing four-wheel drive uh turbo it was probably around about um i don't know three probably about 300 brake i think something like that um yeah lovely car very cool. So this one only has about, what, three stages, and there's a fourth secret one that unlocks, right? I don't know if it's a secret, but yeah, if you can get through the first three stages in a high enough position, you can do the fourth stage. And what was those were like desert, forest? Yeah, roughly. I don't even have those Mount, written Mountain down. Pass, I think. Mountain Pass, like and then the dirt, what, what was the, the last one? one? Uh, it was like a city, kind of. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember, but... You... Hang on, I've got the manual. <laughs> there you go. Tim's, Carry on. Kim's got the actual <laughs> item there. Um, this so, is arcade. This is fast. It is not accurate. Yep. Do you it, remember? And, and this is a quarter muncher. So what it does is there are checkpoints. Yes. So you have you have a timer that runs down. Timers. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, bro? Timers, bruh. Timers, bruh. No good. 
Um, they have timers to get to reach certain checkpoints, and if you don't match, if you don't make those checkpoints, you're done. Put a, you gotta put another quarter in, right? I, well, I I don't know because I don't. I've never played the arcade version. I've only played this. But in this game, if you don't make the checkpoint, you're out, and you have to start the entire rally all over again. That's right. <clears throat> okay, yep. so the courses are desert, forest, and mountain. It doesn't say anything about a fourth course. There is a fourth course. Okay. I, I don't remember what I it guess is. That's why it's secret because the manual doesn't talk about it. I think it unlocks. Yeah. I think you unlock it when you beat the game, but. On this playthrough, we're going to see it because he just came in first on the mountain stage, which is okay. the third stage. Okay. Uh, so the fourth stage will pile. Here you go. Try extra stage. And uh, here is the extra- lakeside. Lakeside. That's it. Lakeside. And you're kind of right. There is kind of. Well, I guess there's no. I guess thought it had like a city vibe to it, but I guess I guess that was not. I thought there were buildings and stuff, though. Maybe there is further down, but. Um, Anyways, wow. notice how the driver and the co-driver are celebrating, Eric? Yeah, you're That's right. because they're both in the car. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> so this game is fun. It is fun. I would say minute to, or moment-to-moment gameplay is more exciting mm-hmm. than Colin Nice McRae. touches, like the little helicopter, that the, the camera helicopter. Buzzes the ground like, and kicks up dust. Kicks up dust and is like filming and like so it's always like they're kind of hovering around. I mean, it is a very impressive and fun arcade game. Yes. Now, absolutely, as- that's that's Im- important. It's an arcade game. That's what yeah. we've got to remember here yep. when making the comparison. But is it deep? Yeah. It is mm-hmm. literally. A, each stage takes roughly two to two and a half minutes to complete. Yeah. Yep. And there are, you know, obviously if you can't get first by the time you finish the last stage. So when you start, you start in like 20th. Yeah. And you try to go through as fast as possible. And where you finish there is your position where you're basically going to start time-wise on the next stage. Yeah. And you're going to try to pass cars and get into a position there. And then you have to try to come in first. If you can't come in first, you're not going to get get to see the extra stage. Mm-hmm. So, and getting in first is very difficult. Yeah. So essentially the game is... Can you make it through all three stages? And once you do that, can you try to do it faster and faster and faster and get a high score? And that is the entire game. That's the entire game. Yeah. Um, You are able to unlock a Lancia Stratus. I'm going to say it all kinds of weird. Yeah. Uh, So there is a third card that you can unlock by completing the game. Yeah, that was in the arcade, wasn't it? You could choose between the the Celica, the Delta, and the Stratos in the original, uh, in the arcade version. Celica, I'm not familiar Celica, with that Celica, you silly goose. It's Celica! <laughs> it's a Celica! Celica! <laughs> I had one, it's a Celica. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say this is kind of like, uh, compared to Colin McRae Rally, this is kind of like an instant assault on the senses, isn't it? This game yeah, yeah. is the the pace of the game, the stuff flying towards you, the scenery, um, how the cars handle. Because it's you know obviously there's a fair bit of difference in that side of things. These things slip and slide an awful lot more, um, and it, it, they tend to be a bit more bouncy as well, don't they? When they go over the jumps, the narrator um, yelling things at you. Yeah, <laughs> over jump. um although but yeah although they do do the uh they do do the uh call outs for the turns and everything so that part is still true to rally that true true, is absolutely yeah yeah and and uh, and you need them as well definitely um 
uh, you know that that first stage is like one of those stages that's just kind of like forever etched in my mind because i played it in the arcade so much um they had like the big uh the twin seater one which yeah. was um in a bowling alley uh, which is was uh, in a place called Taunton, which is not too far away. Um, and they had that, and they had Ridge Racer next to it as well, Ooh, like nice. a f- proper full sit-down Ridge Racer. So yeah. I just never used to go bowling. I just used to sit there and play those games, just go yeah. between the two of them. Absolutely epic. Um, brilliant, brilliant game in the arcade. And obviously that translated pretty well across onto the Saturn, I think, don't you? Oh, yeah, the Saturn version was fantastic. I mean, I, mean, I believe the, the hardware on the Saturn, the hardware in the arcade was similar, wasn't it? Yeah. Relatively similar, yeah. 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 Absolutely, yeah. Unfortunately, there's yeah. not much more to say about it. It's, it's an it arcade game. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an it's, arcade game, so there's not, it's definitely not as many modes or as deep as Colin McRae, but What is the highest uh, position you were able to get to? I I ended up getting to the third one. I mean, third I... Third position? Uh, oh, th- third position. I, I I got to the third track. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, in the in the race, I don't remember what position I did. I but think I was able to get fourth. Fourth, you know, after completing the three three stages. I didn't get anywhere near first, so I don't remember exactly. But I didn't get anywhere near first. No, uh, I'm the same. I got through. I think I got through to the third stage, and I think I kept literally getting maybe a second or two short of actually finishing the third stage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's only, uh, you have to kind of beat the fourth stage with like, or the third stage with, I think like nine seconds or something to get like fourth. And so to get any higher than that, I can't fathom. It actually took me quite a few runs to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you really, and in my opinion, you know, whatever the, uh, co-driver be darned, you have to memorize the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. 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 I did not unlock Lakeside. I, I can't. Yeah, no, you have to. Get first, I read about first, that. I, I didn't unlock it. I don't want to make an impression like I actually got there. I did not get there. <laughs> no, I, I definitely did not either. All, All right, right. So out of fifty um, pedestrians standing way too close to a hundred and fifty mile an hour car sliding through dirt. Yeah. How many uh, are you going to let survive on this one? What's your rating? I'm going to say forty on this one. Okay. Am I going next? Sure. I'm going to do... I'm actually going to align with Tim exactly. 40. I think I'm going to join you guys. I think it's a three, 340. 340 split. Wow. Woo-hoo. 40's all, it's, all, it's the 40's all the way down. If it, had a, yep. if it had a few more modes and just a few... I mean, it could be yeah. higher. The gameplay is awesome, but it's just... The fun, yeah, the funny thing is... Too if, quick to put it back down. If I want, If I have 10 minutes to spare... I want to. I'm going to play Sega you can Rally. Play, you can play the entire game. Yep. If I if I have like an hour, I'm going to play Colin McRae Colin Rally. McRae, yes. Yeah. So it depends on how much time I have. It, yeah. Sega Rally is an excellent arcade game. Yep. It, it's yep. beautiful. So it, if, this is these are these are my this is one of my go to games on the on the Saturn and on the Dreamcast because there's a version on the Dreamcast as well. If I'm like that's literally Sega Rally stuck two. for a game, say, is it? Hang on. on the Dreamcast, it should be Sega Rally 2. That was my research. Oh, I, I stopped your thought process and completely shut you down. That was not my intention. I yeah. apologize. My loud mouth. There it is. Wow. Sega Rally Championship I on Saturn. unaware. And it has oh, the, Dreamcast. That's the Dreamcast. That's version. the Dreamcast. It has the Stratos right out on the front yeah. there. Yeah. So it's Sega Rally 
Uh, actually, no, Cody, you are absolutely right. Look so at it that says Sega top. 2 Rally, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, there you go, Sega, Sega Rally, Rally 2. 2. There it is. There you go. See, it's hidden up you there. Are correct. But it is hard to see that, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, we've got a winner. That. we got a winner. We the have. winner is Colin McRae, which... Well done, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. Still kicking butt. He deserves it. Did he... Yep. So he passed away, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, helicopter accident. Helicopter accident. That's right. I read that. Actually, it was very similar to Kobe Bryant. Unfortunately, it's actually very sad. Oh man! So he was in the helicopter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Oh man. Tragic. Yep. He's um, st- Cody's still eating these pe- these uh, licorice things. I had to spit it out. These um. Oh wow. Uncle Joe's aniseed lozenges. Yeah. Are ninety percent cough drop and only about ten percent aniseed <laughs> licorice. <laughs> I was just like, I just feel like I'm sick. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna eat some of these when I get when, when probably tomorrow. They're not bad. They're just I wasn't expecting like straight up lozenge. They're black. I thought I would taste like licorice yeah. flavor, but no. It, I'm not a licorice fan, and no one in my house is. So. It's more just cough cough drop. It's more what it is. But okay. When I get COVID, I'll uh, grab a few of those. That'll help you out, I'm sure. <laughs> that and some Turkish delight. I'm gonna I'm gonna get me one of them Turkish delights. Try that out. You gotta try that. It's unique. <laughs> I like them. I actually do like yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right, right, gentlemen. Um, next month, the only thing I can tell you is that my I will have finished my Vectrix video, and that will pop up on the YouTube's. All right. Yay. Outside of that, I'm sure offline we will figure out what we are going to cover. We will. Um, the only thing I do know we're going to cover is uh, our sponsor. RetroRewind.ca. Yeah. One last one last plug for you. I got to throw it in there. Exactly. Use promo code PG10 to save 10% off all your Commodore needs. <laughs> all right. All right. Gentlemen, I had fun. I had fun too. It was a in- Me too. Info packed episode. And until next time, <laughs> it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go, go alone. alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.